Stephen is. Back, back, back. Tell a friend. Guess who's back? Back, back, back again. Jessica is. Back, back, back. Tell a friend. Welcome to Dissecting This Fiction, a podcast where we discuss the latest in movies, TV, and games. Because we're always DTF, and you should be too. I'm your host, Steven. And I'm your co-host, Jessica. And funny story. <laughs> I may have cryofroze myself during the holidays. Thought I'd set it to 300 years so we could podcast during the future. You know. As you do. As you do. <laughs> Turns out I was only setting it to three months. So here we are. Yep. Only a day older and plenty of content behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So turns out a lot has changed in the world since December. Yeah. We initially thought it worked. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> wow, this world is chaotic now. Yeah. A lot has changed. <laughs> turns out it's only March. Yep. 2022. Yeah. <laughs> But all seriousness, uh, we apologize for our lengthy absence, and we want to thank all of you for patiently waiting for more content. We just had an unexpected tragedy at the beginning of the year, and uh, we just needed to have a breather and kind of get our minds in order. Would love to shout out to our friend of the podcast, Stephen Farshid. Uh, he reached out to us during a long absence, so uh, it means a lot. Thank you. So happy that you listened to our podcast. Yeah, it was exciting to hear somebody was waiting for content <laughs> yeah right it i mean yeah. obviously we did the podcast because we just you know well i specifically you know won't shut the fuck up about it you're like why don't you just fucking record it finally <laughs> yeah so that's pretty much know, how it went <laughs> but it's like it's nice that people care yes to listen to what we have to say you know whether it's valuable information or not like it's yes. just you know it's these are things that we love talking about movies tvs and games right yeah. so yeah, thank you for everybody who, you know, enjoys our content. And and you can check out Stephen Farshid's uh, Smorgasbord podcast about all things uh, Star Trek. I mean, we obviously are not huge Star Trek fans. So, we you know, we, we watch some of the shows, but we don't know the ins and outs of the history and lineage yeah. of the franchise. Yeah, I love Star um, Trek, but I'm nowhere near but he a does. Trekkie. Yeah. So... <laughs> Uh, definitely check him out if that's something that you care about. Listen to his podcast, Smorgasbord. Uh, he also runs Minor Keys Comics for anybody who's a big comics fan. Check him out for that as well. Yeah, I- I've actually jumped into some of his like live feeds for the Minor Keys Comics. He basically buys comics and finds the really rare ones and stuff, and like he just he's got this whole business of comic selling, and like it's really cool and fascinating. Yeah, living the dream. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I have no idea what he's talking about half the time, but like, yeah. it's really cool. And like, it's very fun. Yeah. All right. We should probably get into this massive pile of news and things that we have to talk about. Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't want to hear about what you're drinking. You know, we don't have time for that. Oh, okay. Do you want to, do you want to talk Wh- about what you're drinking? While I sip on my <laughs> alcoholic Nestle strawberry quick. <laughs> Yeah, just to be clear, we're not sponsored, yeah, but not we ad. would be okay with getting sponsored. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so 
please. Please, if anyone, if anyone at Rebel is listening. <laughs> 12, 12 fives hard coffee? Rebel? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I stumbled across this gem on clearance. <laughs> yeah. If anybody doesn't go to Grocery Outlet, you should start going immediately. It's called Berry Crisp Latte, and it tastes literally like a strawberry quick. <laughs> With just a tinge of vodka yeah. or alcohol you, it's flavor. It's got the alcohol just back a, a small flavor. hint, but not enough that you can't drink it. Like yeah. it's... it's 5%. So, again, not an ad, but no. like I just, I fucking love it. Yeah. And I bought as much as I could. Yeah. The guy who was Twice. working there was like looking at me like, He's what like... the fuck? <laughs> And I'm like, oh, it's so good. I'm like selling it to him yeah, as I'm buying all of like, it. He's like, I don't care, guy. <laughs> Pretty much. I felt like he didn't care, but he was trying to humor me. Yeah. And also, retrospect, like I don't know why I was trying to sell it to him because like know. I was buying all of it. So yeah. I'm like, oh man, it's so good. You got to try it. He's all, oh, can I have a If you can then? find it somewhere else other than the You're store like, you no, work You're like, no, you can't at. have this because I'm buying it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll sell you a can after I get it on clearance. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like $2 for a four-pack. Yeah. As soon as I knew that I liked this flavor and I saw it in store again, I was like, yeah, I'm going to buy all of that. Yeah. <laughs> what percent alcohol is it? It's like five. Yeah, so it's basically the alcohol content of a beer and about half the caffeine of a coffee. Yeah. So it's it's kind of like the best of both worlds. If, you, if you're trying to drink a little bit, but you don't want to fall asleep, <laughs> it's pretty great. They also have other varieties, but... You could also just not drink wine, because wine is really only alcohol, I feel like, that makes you tired, right? Mm, I disagree with that, but to be fair, I just tend to be, I'm a sleepy drunk, so Mm. I tend to get tired if I'm drunk and I don't keep drinking. Yeah, you get drunk in your sleep? No. (laughs) I get sleep in my drunk. The more sleep you get, the drunker (laughs) you feel? No, I feel like, yes, red wine tends to make me sleepier than others, however... You wake up after eight hours of sleep and you immediately crash into somebody's house? Yeah, just... it. In my body? Like, I'm not driving. No, like, in the car. <laughs> okay. As you're going to work. <laughs> got it, got it. Like, I should have slept so much. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I mean, if you're, if, you're drink, if you're day drinking and then you take a pause break, you get yeah. a little, like, oh, I need to take a nap. You know? That's mm-hmm. a thing. Yeah. Not just with wine. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it depends how early you start and how much you True. do. True, yeah. But if, you've been, if you're, like, drinking... In moderation for a long period of time, and then yeah. you, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So we don't have time for this kind of conversation. Okay. Sorry, so sorry. You're right. Good thing we didn't have them. I guess you're right. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got a number of things that happened while we were off the pod, but we're gonna try to do okay. a. <laughs> that sounds so wrong. <laughs> Whatever. While we were off the pod. <laughs> but we're gonna try to do kind of like a really quick Cliff's Notes version, version, Cliff's Notes version. Of what we felt was important to discuss um, up until now, as well as our usual content. All right. Well, uh, a lot of the stuff has probably already come out, but uh, there's a lot of content to be watching right now. Yeah. And plenty more to come up in this month. Seriously. So uh, for my list, I actually was interested in Space Force Season 2. That's already out. Yeah. So... It's on Go Netflix. check it out. I think it's only like seven or eight episodes. It's relative, relatively short. Yeah. I believe we'll be reviewing that probably next week. Yeah. So uh, check it out if you haven't yet. Otherwise, we should probably be doing a spoiler free anyways. So yeah, yeah. So shouldn't have to worry. Uh, the Adam Project. This is the new movie 
Ryan Reynolds is in mm-hmm. on Netflix as well. That came out, oh, I think, earlier last week. The 11th, yes. So anybody interested in like a nice sci-fi Ryan Reynolds movie. Yeah, Mark Ruffalo is also in it. Oh, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Obviously, he's not the main star, but you know, yeah. he's also famous. Yeah. Arguably not as a hot ticket item as Ryan Reynolds is, though, these days. Yeah. <laughs> a lot more green. Yeah, true, true. As well. Also on Amazon Prime, which we don't usually have a lot of stuff on, it feels like, uh, The Boys presents Diabolical. Uh, this is an animated, kind of like a what if, I it's feel like. like an anthology series. But it's for The Boys. Yeah. And it's, each episode is kind of its own art style and thing. Yeah. We're uh, actually going to be reviewing that. And that came out earlier this month. Mm-hmm. And we will be reviewing that today. Yes. But um, go check it out if you are a fan of the, the boys TV series. Yeah. And animated gore. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, also on Amazon Prime is Upload Season 2. I watched Season 1. Really enjoyed it. Uh, it's this nice kind of futuristic sci-fi take on death and relationships and it's it's interesting it's uh it's a comedy uh starring robbie amell yes the other amell yeah most recently of resident evil mm-hmm. um that series yes. movie movie <laughs> sorry yeah <laughs> we've watched a lot of that things. series of one that movie series of one movie <laughs> could have been two yeah could have been felt like it yeah <laughs> Uh, and then, of course, Halo is coming to Paramount Plus uh, next or, or later this week, the 24th. And I am pretty excited about that one. Yeah. Although I'm also kind of concerned that it's going to be drastically different. And with all the issues that they've had with production on that one for how long, I hope that it uh, does well. Yeah. Yeah. So you're cautiously optimistic. Yeah. I yeah. guess if you want to sum it up into yeah. a easier <laughs> phrase. <laughs> I was pretty excited because I have been looking forward to it. And then I was like, oh, fuck, that's coming out this week. Like, yeah. I, I just came out of nowhere. So, yeah. it's pretty pretty exciting. So, my list is pretty long when I'm trying to rush through this for everyone. Vikings Valhalla uh, came out in late February on Netflix. I've already finished it, so I'll be talking about it at some point. Probably not this episode, though. Um, it's just a spinoff of the original Vikings series. That, but it takes place a hundred years later. There you go. Uh, it takes place a hundred years later. So it doesn't have any of the original characters. There are some very, uh, there are some tie-ins, but they're not very strong. It's not any like, like loose. Yeah. Yes. Loose tie-ins. Thank you. Like a mother's vagina. <laughs> okay. Not yours. <laughs> just like in general. Any, some, any general mother's. mother's vagina. It's, yeah. You know, yeah. that's the saying. Okay. Got it. <laughs> Don't cancel me. I'm not. Um, so I've already finished it. I really enjoyed it. Uh, check that out. Worst Roommate Ever also came to Netflix, uh, early this month. We already watched that. We'll be reviewing that at some point. It's, uh, basically, it's like a docuseries about, um, roommates that were terrible. (laughs) Weird. I know. The title doesn't quite give it away. Um. I feel like they were just like, it was a late day at the Netflix (laughs) office and they're like, you know... (laughs) It's just the worst roommates ever. Yeah. Uh, We're not going to really focus on a clever title for this one. Yeah. So, but yeah. (laughs) Uh, Okay. The Dropout came out early this month on Hulu. 
And this is, uh, it's, I don't know, it's a, a dramatized version of a story of Elizabeth Holmes, who was the founder of Theranos. For anybody who's not familiar with that, it's a big scandal, so look it up. Um, the show's pretty decent. Um, Joe versus Carol, the one, this is the, this is the Tiger King series starring Kate McKinnon. I know there's a number of those coming out, but in case anybody's yeah, looking for... is the one with Nicolas Cage or something? Yes. But oh, I don't I don't remember which one that is. So there was a bunch that were I announced. keep them in my brain based on who's going to be in them, but this is the only one I really remember. So mm-hmm. this came out on Peacock early this, earlier this month. Um, it looks like it's going to be entertaining. I haven't checked it out yet, but I'm excited to. Picard Season 2 um, came out on Paramount Plus on March 3rd. This is... Um, just going to be a continuation, obviously. And again, Smorgasbord. Go yes, check it out. Absolutely. I'm sure they're going to review it if they haven't yet. Yeah, they typically follow they're along. Like, they're like a few episodes in, I think, on the season. But yeah. they're week to week, so it'll probably be a little while till that's yeah. all out. Yeah. Um, Our Flag Means Death. This was a surprise one. It kind of, I discovered it after it was already out, but it's just a comedic take on a rich guy back in like pirate days. Um, sold all of his things to become a pirate and there's a lot of really hilarious people in it one of one of which is Taika Waititi so if anybody is a fan of his things I'd say you're probably gonna enjoy it and then also recently came out Minx is a show on HBO Max is about uh people who started the first uh erotic magazine for women it's kind of random but the Jake Johnson is in it and a number of other people that I recognize so, so. is it just like a playgirl I think so like- I think so. Nude guys for women to look at? I'm not or is sure. it like just women that want to see women? I'm not sure. I haven't watched it yet. But it looks, based on the cast, like something I want to watch. Gotcha. So I'll let you know. Okay. Um, and then Human Resources is a spinoff of Big Mouth. Um, for anybody who liked the hormone monsters and all of the various different creatures that were involved in uh, puberty for... <laughs> That show, they have their own spinoff series about the human resources department involving all of those monsters. And that um, came out on the 18th of March. So that's finally reached the end of my list. <laughs> theaters. <laughs> uh, came out in February, mid-February, but I think it's still in theaters. Uncharted. This is the video game adaptation to film starring Tom Holland playing Nathan Drake, a... Indiana Jones-like Explore. Mm-hmm. It's a big franchise for Sony PlayStation, and they brought it to the big screen. Yeah. And I think I think we're going to review that we today as well. We are reviewing that today, so, yeah. Uh, and then, of course, The Batman, which is another Batman movie. Yes. Came Arguably. out on March 4th mm-hmm. and is kind of killing it right now with yeah. the uh, box office. So mm-hmm. we'll also review that. Spoiler free, of course. Yes. But look for our Anatomy of, which we will hopefully have done soon. Yes. It's on our list. (laughs) It is a long movie, though. So have time and maybe bring a pillow for your butt. Yeah. And maybe wear a diaper. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you have the pillow. Uh, Oh, right, right. It's it's an absorbent. Buy one of the, like... The cheap Target pillows. And just throw it away. Like the $2 pillows at Target. (laughs) Gross. I mean, depending how messy it gets, you don't even have to really throw it away. You can just kind of get up and leave. (laughs) Jesus. Can you imagine? Why isn't this guy wearing pants? (laughs) Oh my God. Gross. Anyway. 
Yeah, it's pretty you'll, long. You'll be surprised what kind of shit I had to deal with working in retail. Yeah, no, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised. Retail bathrooms, I, people do not care no, I know. about self-respect. Yeah, that's fair. Or, or the respect of the yeah people who have to clean yeah, it. Yeah, do you... Uh, when I was working at Ross, there were a number of times when we found dirty diapers under the uh, end caps. And, like, it was disgusting. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean... Okay. Yeah, I wasn't thinking about that kind of thing. Yeah, oh, okay. I just mean like actual like, I assume adults. Yeah. <laughs> somehow got like like shit on the walls. Yeah. Ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I was trying not to go full where it was, but got yeah, it. yeah. I mean, why not? Okay. I mean, they did. Yeah. Exactly. Don't hold back. Yeah. They didn't. Like, what do they just like lay on the ground on their stomach and just push really hard? <laughs> They had like explosive diarrhea. Did they bring like a miniature, like, uh, what do they call those things? Uh, catapult? Yeah, did they bring like a little or miniature catapult, poop in it, and just <laughs> launch it straight up? Gross. Who the fuck knows? Do they have like a poop gun? Yeah, I don't understand what goes through people's brains whenever they use a public restroom, but it's usually not good. What's that? What's that gangster phrase? Pop locking something? Pop lock and drop it? Yeah. Was that a gangster phrase? Maybe like poop lock and drop it? Yeah. I guess okay. it will be dropped. It will be throw it up yeah. on the ceiling. <laughs> we should probably move on. Oh, okay. <laughs> this could be a long episode, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, we have three months of banter to work through. A lot of notable mentions. <laughs> uh, these are things that came out within the last few months, but they are on streaming services, even though they were like newer releases. So want people to check them out. Nightmare Alley, really good movie on Hulu and HBO. So go check that out. The French Dispatch, fun artsy film by Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson, thank you. <laughs> also on HBO. Yeah, and I would say not it's, just it's artsy. It's a very particular yeah. cup of tea. Yeah, it's hilarious. It is good, but it's very subtle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dune is finally returned to HBO as well. That's earlier this month, so. Anybody who missed Dune when they had the uh, short-term release. Now's your time. Go check it out again. Uh, Walking Dead came back with part two of three Stupid. for the season finale. Like, oh, so it's just three seasons left yeah. of the show. Yeah. That's what it I'm hearing. Sounds like, yeah. <laughs> Which we watched part one. We haven't caught up with part two yet, but mm-hmm. hopefully we'll get on that. Outlander season six on Showtime. Did we... Oh, yeah. I, I have no idea. Wait, no, I put that on here because I know a lot of people give a shit about this show. Okay. I've never watched it. Yeah. But it is coming, uh, it, the season six just got released on Showtime if anybody was caring about that. Okay. Good to know. I've been recommended it multiple times, yeah. but I've never pulled I the trigger. I think some of the early seasons are on Netflix or something as I, well. Yeah. Yeah. The first couple seasons. Uh, Scream, the new version, is on Paramount+. Plus. And as well as all of the, all the rest. original movies. <laughs> Although I would say you don't need to really see anything beyond the first movie to really be caught up as far as the new one. Yeah. Uh, and apparently just for news related to Scream, uh, Scream 6 has been announced for a theater release of March 6, 2023. Kind of weird they're not going for the, hol- or the Halloween time. Yeah, again. Again. <laughs> I assumed it was about like, you know delays and all yeah. that stuff and why they didn't do it this year but like you think they'd do it the next year yeah it doesn't make any sense so whatever maybe they're Anyways. just worried about competing with better Halloween movies yeah that's true that's maybe. not shade it was just 
That's a legitimate thing. Well, because I think isn't um, Halloween's end of their trilogy going to be coming out? Probably. Around Halloween? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Thanksgiving release. <laughs> I mean, it has happened. <laughs> Thanks killing. Yep. Probably would have been. Yeah. Uh, all right. Actually, we have Halloween Kills on here. Yes, we do. It's coming back to HBO Max on it came earlier this week. Yes. <laughs> uh, Turning Red is on Disney Plus and in theaters for those that want like a family-friendly Disney movie. I don't. Is it Pixar? Um, I don't know the answer to that. I feel like it's, it's probably always Pixar. It's yeah, a, it's Disney, it, right? These days. Yeah, yeah. Uh, King Richard is coming back to HBO Max. A lot of HBO Max stuff. Yeah, and that's on the twenty fourth. And Bridgerton season two is coming back to Netflix on the twenty fifth. Yes, I thought maybe some people will care about that. <sighs> That's a lot of stuff. That's a lot. A lot of stuff. Yeah, we but haven't even gotten into the delays and announcements yet. I'll just print this sheet out and we'll just <laughs> check off the things as we watch them. <laughs> yeah. All right, we are into delays and announcements, like you just referenced. So, hold on to your butts. <laughs> or is it teeth? Or teeth. Shout out to an early episode. <laughs> uh, Stranger Things season four premiere is going to be May twenty seventh. Uh, it it's going to be twice as long as the previous season. So I guess part two is going to be releasing in uh, early July. I believe the first. Okay. Well, so I guess it's just going to be again. So it's like two seasons. Season four and season five in yeah. the same year. Then it sounds. But like they just don't want to call it that. Yeah. Uh, and they're going to end on season five, which. I guess will be the next season. I wonder if they're just trying to give themselves more post-production time for the second half. Probably. That could be it. They they have the first half ready to go, but mm-hmm. they want to... I don't know. It's one of those shows where like I'm enjoying it still, but like it, it probably should come to an end soon. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah. Those kids are like way too old yeah. <laughs> at this point. Also coming to Netflix, Umbrella Academy Season 3 coming on June 22nd. Couple more Netflix announcements. Tekken Bloodline, which is an animated series coming to Netflix in 2022. No specific date, I think, yet. But pretty much it's an anime based off the gaming franchise of Tekken. Okay. So, I know you're probably torn, because I know you're an old Tekken champion. Yeah. <laughs> but you also don't really like anime Not as much fan. as, yeah. you know, someone like me. Yeah. I've become a lot more open-minded to anime, but I still don't mm-hmm. love some of the animation styles. Because I force styles. it down your throat. Yes. Spoon feed the shit out of you, anime. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and last for Netflix, Resident Evil. This new series is coming to Netflix July fourteenth of this year. So they're gonna have like a lot of like the same genre. I feel like in this more it short period of time for way. Netflix, they're gonna have Stranger Things and Resident Evil, which I feel are gonna be very similar mm-hmm. within a month of each other. Yeah, definitely. It seems like they're all timed for when school gets out. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's like a real thing or it's a coincidence. Just an observation. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Stranger Things is a pretty kid-like show, so. Yeah. No, is it considered a kid show? I mean, it's show? about kids. Yeah, but like, I'm Although, not in To be fair, Euphoria is about kids. Okay, it really yeah. shouldn't be a kid show. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Who the fuck knows these days? Yeah. All right. Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home is finally on digital. It is officially out for people to purchase for $20. Uh, and it will be on physical, Blu-ray, 4K, whatever you want, April 12th. Sweet. Which, we bought it for digital, but I think I might want to get a physical version, just in case there's like more 
behind Extra the scenes features. kind of stuff. Yeah, there's also a deal if anybody uses Movies Anywhere as much as we do. Like, um, you if you buy it on one of the retailers that qualifies for Movies Anywhere, you get like some bonus. Uh, oh, so it was just using one of them? Okay, of I them. thought you had yeah. to go directly to Movies Anywhere. No, you okay. could do, yeah, I looked because I thought that and I was like, oh, we don't usually buy directly from them. But yeah. I looked and it said, you buy dur- using any of our qualified retailers. Okay. So, and then it's supposed to sense it once it figures out that you own the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get some like bonus clips or whatever. Is that what we watched already? Is that what we were watching? The bloopers or whatever? Yeah, yeah. That was from that. Was, that that okay. was from the movie, yeah. Yeah. It was funny. Yeah. Yeah. But there wasn't a whole lot there, so that's yeah. what had me thinking. Like, oh, the physical's gonna have a lot. There's more. probably gonna be a real. I imagine like, hours of stuff they're gonna have, and that yeah. wasn't. That was like maybe an hour combined of info. Yeah. And little shorts. Yeah. So. so. Yeah. And it was also only like, wasn't it only nine ninety nine, or was that like a different deal? No, it was twenty dollars. It was, was nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. Okay, I saw nine ninety nine. I was thinking, I was like, that seems extremely cheap. They crazy. had like all the other movies for sale for cheap. Oh, that's probably what I was thinking of. I got the same like notifications. Yeah. Uh, Morbius. Guess what? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure people already know. It's yeah. been a while yeah, since it was know. announced. They know. But uh, <laughs> delayed again. Yeah. So uh, what's going to be January 28th? Obviously that didn't happen. It's not going to be April 1st. Which, when is it, it a joke? When it came out, I was like, <laughs> is this like a really early April Fool's joke? Yeah. But... All of the marketing seems to keep saying April 1st, yeah. unless April 1st comes and they go, ha ha. Yeah. Now it's delayed more. Idiots. <laughs> it's April 2nd. It's been out for a month. Yeah. <laughs> we just didn't let you watch it. <laughs> and of course, for the Batman, if you can't make it to the theater or uncomfortable making it to the theater still, it will be hitting HBO Max on April 19th. Yes. Pretty, Pretty damn soon. Which, if you are comfortable and you don't have a home theater, like, surround sound situation, I would recommend going to theater, in my opinion. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, Just a little thought. But it is definitely a long movie. I think it's like two and a half hours. Yeah. I don't feel like it's a kid's movie. No. Absolutely not. But I know it is but technically some people rated feel PG-13. Otherwise. It is rated PG-13, but, like, it doesn't feel like it's a kid's movie. Yeah. It's very, it's it's, very dark, it's I feel very like. very dark. It's like your typical DC so, dark. <laughs> especially with how long it is. If you are going to bring your kid, probably just watch it at home. Yeah, That exactly. way you don't have to worry about their attention Because you're going to miss something important because they're going to take them out to go to the bathroom or something stupid. Yeah. So, yeah. They probably... I wonder if this Batman thing is just to, like, give something positive because of all their bad news that we're about to talk about now. Mm-hmm. So, Black Adam has been delayed to October 21st. What's going to be July of 29th this year. Mm-hmm. So, delayed to the end of the year. There's that Halloween movie. Yep. Along with Aquaman 2 being delayed to March 17th of next year, 2023. Mm-hmm. And the Flash film being delayed to June 23rd, 2023. Yeah. So basically, Aquaman and the Flash are now no longer in 2022. Even right. though they just released a trailer... Yeah. In theaters with the Batman that was like, oh, we're going to celebrate 2022 movies and yeah. these movies are all coming out this year. Yeah. I'm sure that was strategic mm-hmm. to announce this after those came out. Yeah. Kind of dumb. I wonder if that was like earnings report related or something. I don't know. I don't know. But they did move up Shazam to Fury of the Gods uh, to December 16th, which I think was Aquaman 2's release date initially so they did move that up at least i guess to 
Which I guess also makes sense because Black Adam and Shazam are going to be very tied together, I feel like. So yeah. having them a couple months apart makes a lot more sense. Yeah, true. And the other good news, I guess, for WB is the Penguin series is officially ordered for HBO Max. So we can look forward to that. <laughs> Unfortunately, the GCPD TV show is now on hold and or is morphed into something else. Um, according to Matt Reeves... We've actually now moved more to the realm of exactly what would happen in the world of Arkham as it relates to the coming coming off our movie and some of the characters, almost leaning into the idea of it's like a horror movie or a haunted house that is Arkham. So to me, I feel like why didn't they just say GCPD's on hold and we're having a new show based on Arkham Asylum or whatever? To, I don't know. Maybe I'm misunderstanding what he said. But well, it's probably because they're going to use the same actors oh and so like you're not gonna have two series with the same cast in it that's true be two different movies or shows yeah that's fair basically it sounds like they're shifting the focus from the police to the inhabitants of arkham yeah but the police unless it's asylum is it just the 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 district of arkham or is it the asylum itself Well, because you're giving us, he says a haunted house that is Arkham. So I assume it's asylum, but it might be related to like people, the comings and goings. Because I read this and like my first thought was, uh, I know they're not going to do it, but the Arkham Asylum game that came out many years ago Mm -hmm. and like, you know, that way you you get all these different characters that are the villains of, of Batman. But like, I guess at the same time, like it depends when this is based what time it is and all that stuff you're not gonna have all these villains in there right if he hasn't realistically gone up against them yet right he's probably not even gonna show up in this who knows yeah exactly but it does sound like it's gonna like be based off of events of the movie like Mm -hmm. directly yeah it's gonna be yeah that's my understanding as well which could be like a thing that wasn't planned before but now they're like oh you know what Let's do this. Yeah. All right. Another thing that someone was like, you know what? Let's do this. (laughs) Prime Video is in negotiations uh, reportedly by Deadline for a TV series based on the God of War video game franchise. Which is... So, anybody who's unfamiliar, God of War follows Kratos, which is a god killer Mm -hmm. who gave up his soul... To get revenge on the people who murdered his family, it's based. Okay. It was in, it was initially based in Greek mythology. It's yeah. shifted to Norse yeah. with the newer games yeah. on PS4. It reminds me the your little synopsis there reminds me of Punisher. <laughs> okay. Okay. The movie he just has like a Greek skull yeah. on his chest. Yeah. So here's the thing. This does not seem like. A big shock because yeah. Uncharted just released mm-hmm. and they had their intro for that movie and it was Sony, I don't know, it was like PlayStation Studios, I think was the, yeah. is that what it's called? Yeah. And they had all these different characters mm-hmm. pop up. It's kind of like the Marvel thing. Yeah. Kind of what WB does with the, the DC stuff. Uh, but it was obviously PlayStation-eccentric uh, characters. Yeah. And I was like, as soon as we saw that, I was like, oh, they're definitely making all of these things into... Yeah. Movies or something like that. Which I'm excited to see Horizon movies. I think that would be... That would be amazing. Really cool. And they'd be dumb if they didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> you heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> DTF Pod accuses Sony of being dumb. 
the podcast that scoffs of billion <laughs> dollar corporations. <laughs> yeah, like, so I am not shocked, right, that this mm-hmm. is happening. Yeah. The big question is, like, who would play Kratos? Yeah. Right? Like, that's... I have to assume that it would be based off the newer stuff and not the Greek mythology side, which is the old school story of the games, right? Right. Unless they're going to do, like, a plan to, like, transition from Greek to Norse. They really like, should do both. seasons or something. Yeah. But, like, that's, like, do they have that kind of long-term right. scale plan? Yeah. But, like, God of War, the primary body of work on the games is Greek mythology, right? The Norse is just the newer one? Yes. Okay, so... It's well, basically like a, a reboot of the franchise. Okay, got they were, it. I think they were just like, it's getting stale with Greek mythology. He's killed pretty much everybody. Yeah. Let's give him some Which new gods to kill. probably give him some new batch of got gods it, killed. Exactly. It. Okay, so it looks like it's going to be uh, supposedly from the creator of The Expanse. And Wheel of Time. And Wheel of Time. Or producer yes. of Wheel of Time, I think. So it's Mark Fergus and Hawk Otsby. From those two properties. Um, those sound like Harry Potter characters. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, again, there's also like not that shocking too, right? Because Twisted Metal is coming yeah. to Peacock, if mm-hmm. I remember right. We've got The Last of Us TV series coming to HBO. Yeah. We just had Uncharted in the theaters. Yeah. So it really looks like Sony's game plan for these franchises. <laughs> no pun intended. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> good one <laughs> it, i mean it does look like their plan is to hit every outlet that they can yeah to expose the you know viewers to their properties yeah it makes logical sense especially you with know. this recent success of other video game properties like the witcher for example mm-hmm. so i mean so they're not stuck on like one streaming service yeah like they can go everywhere they want yeah. and and that way you know, you may only have HBO, so you're going to see The Last of Us. You yes. may only have Amazon Prime, so you're going to see God of War, yeah, potentially. they're diversifying their investment. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's just cross-promotion, really, yeah, what it is. Because then you're going to be like, I really like this show. Yeah. Maybe I'll go check out the games. Yeah. Maybe I'll go check out that this... other series that's also from PlayStation Studios. Yep. My first thought would be Dwayne Johnson, right? Of course, yeah. As Kratos. But here's the thing. Our next story. Yes. He said he is working on a new video game movie. Yes. That right there, I guess, probably takes away that it could be him doing God of War, right? Unless he's working on both. (laughs) Okay, I guess you're right. He does have, like, a lot of things he's always announcing. And then you're like, when does it come out? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Ten years later. Yeah. So is it coming out? Yeah. But let's just assume that he's busy with the movie, and so that means he's not doing God of War. So Right, right. I guess my question for you is, what would this game adaptation be if not God of War? Because I'm going to assume not making a movie and a TV show. Yeah. He did say, I believe he said something about it's like something that we haven't seen yet. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Here's his quote. So Men's Journal asked him, they said, you've had a long history with Microsoft and the Xbox. Do you have any plans to bring video game characters to the big screen? He said, I've always been a big Madden fan. I can't tell you which game in particular we're doing, but there will be an announcement this year. We're going to bring one of the biggest, most badass games to the screen, one that I've played for years. I'm really excited to bring it to the fans around the world. 
Of course, we're going to do it right by our gamer friends, but really we're just going to make a great movie. A lot to break down here. Mm-hmm. I think even more than what I thought when I first read this. Mm-hmm. So is he implying that it is a Madden game? And which game in particular he can't say. But see, okay, so that's just, what I wondered that's too. A but weird to me, thing, it doesn't make sense. Because it's like Madden games are just like it's generic. Just not, not to talk shit, like, but like it's the same concept every. It's not like there's yeah. like unique. Right, right. I mean, they did, they did play around with story modes in some of the games, but like there's nothing about Madden that would be like specific you'd have to have a certain game out of the franchise right you wouldn't be like oh uh, we're particularly gonna do madden 07 yeah as our specific game adaptation to movie adaptation maybe like hardcore madden fans would feel differently but i tend to agree that if it's a madden game it's a madden game like i don't i don't see there being enough difference for him to say i can't say which one we're doing yeah so like i feel like he's just saying a game in general not necessarily madden yeah. Uh, breaking down the question a little bit more, they specifically asked your your history with Microsoft and Xbox. Yeah. Does this then imply that this is a Microsoft Xbox themed game that he is working on? I feel like it it does imply or, that, but it maybe isn't a hundred percent. Like it's not solid, but it definitely implies it mm-hmm. because. Also, the fact that he says the biggest, one of the biggest, most badass games to the screen. Like, mm-hmm. if it's one of the biggest games, is Madden one of the biggest games? They're pretty big okay. just because of the general sense of okay. football's popularity. That's fair. Uh, they I sell feel like it's like a niche well, market. I, believe. I don't know what exactly their sale numbers are, but like they do sell well at particularly. Okay. Because, you know, the game comes out like right before the, the new season of. The NFL. Right, right. I don't know. Maybe they've dropped over time. I know there's talks of doing like more of a update type situation rather than having a year to year release. Yeah. Yeah. My instinct would be, uh, not God of War, Gears of War. Yeah. Would be my instinct for a game that he would do if it is a Microsoft based game. Mm -hmm. And it that's arguably a really big franchise, at least for Microsoft. True. It's been around since, I think, the early 2000s. Yeah. So. Yeah, that would be really cool. It's been around a long time. So, like, that would make the argument he's played it for years or whatever he said. Mm-hmm. You know. And also, that's more exciting as a video game, like, con- mm-hmm. uh, IP versus something like another huge game would be Call of Duty, which yeah. maybe is an option, but it's also just like, okay, so it's a war movie. Yeah. Which <laughs> there was talk of a Call of Duty game yeah. being turned into a, a a movie. I think last year, I think yeah. Activision may have said something about that. Yeah. Which... It was discussed. Is now, I guess, in a way going to change that whole setup because Activision now belongs to Microsoft, which we'll talk about later in right. our gaming. Yeah. But let's say it is a Gears of War, right? I know... Was it Dave Bautista has been like really like open on social media about how he wants to be in uh, Gears of War? Wasn't he like literally a player model? Yeah, and and that's kind of what spawned that DLC. I think he became a character that you could play online, and I think they had some DLC content that he was in or something. So on that note, it would be really cool if they were both in it, and it was like a lot of like, and also like John Cena, like every ex wrestler that would every ex wrestler currently actor currently actor. That'd be so cool. But John Cena would be like an Easter egg. You didn't know he was in the movie. Yeah, he's invisible. Obviously, yeah. (laughs) Obviously. (laughs) 
He's been in a lot of movies. You just never saw. You just never see him. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I mean, Gears of War is my number one idea. Call of Duty is a possibility because mm-hmm. I think that has already been announced. But I guess that would be a technicality then. If it's been announced, does that mean it's not one that it could be? Because he said it hasn't been announced yet. Yeah, but Or is I he wonder... just not in the know of what's been announced years ago? Right, who knows? Maybe... So, like, what he can and can't and say. And it might not even be the same announcement. Like, mm. it could be a different thing. Like, maybe that announcement thing died, and then mm. a new one has come since then. So maybe yeah. in his mind it hasn't been announced, technically. And technically, Call of Duty would be now considered Xbox. Yeah. If it is going back to the... It's a Microsoft-based thing. Right, right, right. Uh, okay. Well, looking forward to whatever that is. Yeah, I'm sure you are. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I guess we kind of rule out Borderlands, right? I think we kind of talked about that when yes. this was announced because that's already it's been already announced. It's already been announced, and, definitely. you know, we even talked when that movie was first being talked about and we're like, oh, if they don't <laughs> cast Dwayne Johnson as Brick or whatever yeah. character in that movie. Yeah, they're not paying attention. Yeah, that, yeah. it's like... <laughs> But Kevin Hart, like, probably wants to, like, have those roles where he's, like, you know. Not attached to Dwayne he, Johnson. Yeah, he's, like, you know, he's the star, right? Yeah, yeah. Not that this isn't, like, a big cast, <laughs> yeah. but, you know, like, something wasn't, that's, like. Wasn't his, like, thing on Netflix called, like, Leading Man or whatever? Where he was, there was, like, the whole thing about him trying to. Oh, it wasn't Netflix. It was. Wasn't ne- no, that was, um, that service, the. Quibi. The Quibi. Yes. That was Quibi. Yes. That was funny. Though. It was a good show. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, but that was kind of like a, like a spoof on his like never being the leading yeah. role. And... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that should I guess will be on uh, Roku, Roku or something yeah. like that. Whatever mm-hmm. they did with that. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on, John DiMaggio, the voice of Bender, is apparently officially returning for the new Futurama revival on Hulu. Okay. Cool. So there was two stories here. One. There's a revival of Futurama on Hulu mm-hmm. that was announced. Everybody was excited. And then there was this whole standoff of whether he was coming back or not because of Pay money, items. Yeah. value that he's going to... was sounding like he wasn't coming back. But apparently they figured it out. Mm-hmm. He's coming back. So and there was even like a petition. People were like, oh, make them have to pay him enough to bring him back. It's, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know if that had any... Thing to do with it yeah you don't know the inner i workings. love bender <laughs> yeah like, he's one of my best. favorite characters yeah. i was okay with there being a new voice actor i don't know it, yeah. it sounds like this isn't necessarily like a continuation it feels like it's going to be like a reboot mm-hmm. so i wouldn't be like well it has to be the same voice if it's not even technically the same property prop- or like, i mean like, well it's like you know it's just, yeah an alternate universe i guess i don't know right right i get what you're saying I'm glad he's coming back, um, but I wouldn't have not watched it if he weren't. Exactly. <laughs> I know there's a lot of negatives in there, but I yeah, hope yeah, people yeah. got what I was trying to say. I mean, there's, say. you know, all the other voice actors were coming back, so yeah. it's not like he was the only reason I would go watch it. Yeah, you know? I wouldn't want it to not happen just because he wasn't coming back. That's, I would, yeah. I would still want it to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shut up, baby. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what that's from? Yeah. I just attributed that to Clint. Oh, no. That's, that's a, that's a that makes, Bender thing. That makes total sense, actually. Yeah. <laughs> John DiMaggio was like, fine. I'll make my own Futurama reboot. Yeah. With Blackjack and yeah. strippers. <laughs> yeah. 
they should have had that as a headline for one of those articles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Deadpool 3 will be directed by Sean Levy. This is the guy who worked on Free Guy with Ryan Reynolds mm-hmm. and, of course, The Atom Project, which just came out on Netflix. Yeah. So this will be the third movie they work on together. It's going to be Deadpool 3. Nice. I'm excited for that. Yeah. That's all I have for that. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes that's all you got, yeah. you know? <laughs> Sometimes you feel like a nut. <laughs> Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you just have really basic Deadpool 3 news. <laughs> yep. All right, moving into some of our other news, as though none of this was news yet. Uh, <laughs> Netflix, you have got to be kidding us. Seriously. We we cry asleep for three fucking months. Yeah. We come back, and you're already raising the price of Netflix yet again. Yeah. In Hello the U.S. Rude. and Canada, of course. Hello so rude. plans and pricing for Netflix effectively... Effective immediately for new subscribers, and it's going to go up by $1 to $2, depending on your plan, uh, for anybody who's already got Netflix. Yeah, not a fan. <laughs> so, it's said that subscribers will get 30-day notice before an increase. I don't recall getting a I notice. I don't recall getting one either. However, it could have gone to our spam folder, because it's mm. probably one of those bullshit emails that's like, marketing. So, the our email thing could have just like immediately sent it to spam. Yeah. So, bummer. Um, we got, we already. So, okay. So, it's going to go up to $20. Yeah, for the 4K plan? For the 4K plan. Yeah, it's nuts. After this. Yeah, I don't know how. I mean, I'm not <laughs> saying your stuff isn't worth $20. Yeah. And I understand you spend a lot of money. Yeah. But I do know that your competitors are not charging $20. And they also already include 4K. Yeah. So, so pick one lane. Yeah. Just pick a lane. Pick one. You can't have both. <laughs> if you're going to charge more. If you're going to charge $20 per fucking month, then people are going to... I mean, it's only reasonable if you're going to split it amongst multiple people. Like, not... like that, it, I'm not going to choose Netflix as my, my only streaming service. Mm-hmm. That's not what I'm gonna do. Yeah. I'm gonna cancel. I mean, it. I, I, the best case scenario, like for us now, it's gonna feel like okay. So I guess is Netflix now seasonal? Are we yeah. gonna just like we'll binge the shit out of a lot of things? Yeah, that's sound. That's exactly what and we're gonna do. We'll like we'll you know we we'll get it once. I don't know. We will get like one month, not have it for three months. Mm-hmm. Get it again. Like I don't yeah. know. Like, so get it like three times in the year. It might actually work better for us that way because we kind of like. As we've discussed. We do kind of do clusters of streaming service when we watch things. Yeah. I have noticed. Yeah. Some, like, we've been trying to, like, figure out how to cut back on some things, too. So, that will, that will make mm-hmm. total sense. Because we also kind of, you know, as we have discussed, we tend to hoard video games digitally. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so easy because you're just like... Because it's not... Oh, I've got so much shelf space now. <laughs> yeah. So, I feel like I, we've tended to hoard things digitally on our Netflix watch list. <laughs> We're like, oh, I want to watch that. I want to mm. watch that. I want to yeah. watch that. And we never watch I'm it. I'm pretty sure I have things on my watch list that I put on when we first got Netflix like years ago. Yeah. And I've never watched I'm it. I'm sure there's things that we put on our list and have since left Netflix mm-hmm. and we never watched them. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, going into like you were talking about like sharing, right? Like, yeah. So here's what they're doing though. Shortly after they announced their price raise, mm-hmm. they've also announced that they're going to be testing this feature on accounts in Chile, Costa Rica, and Peru, where it will basically charge you 
to allow other households to use your account. Ew. So it says subscribers in these countries will receive a prompt that allows them to add viewers to who don't live in their household to their to their service package at a discount price of what in US dollars is about three dollars. Okay, so that's not okay. So basically it's gonna be twenty-three dollars if you have Netflix in four K and your sibling uses it at yeah. their house so yeah. it's going to charge or you. so what if i mean obviously there's only these three countries at right. the moment which kind of sucks for them yeah. so uh everybody else that has netflix gets to not be charged for the but also <laughs> i just it. thought of something else that would like really ruin this or this ruins for people who travel a lot for business mm-hmm. so anytime you hook so up like you sign in on your fire charge... stick or something You'd be charged an extra three dollars just for the convenience of using it of using on it. travel. Yeah, but but is it even? How is it going to know? Is it going to know based on IP address? How? How would, would they know? know? <laughs> how would it know? Yeah, because so if you're traveling all over the place, say like you open up your laptop, you want to watch Netflix, it recognizes your IP address. Unless your laptop is, I guess maybe it's by IP address. Unless it, um, or it, it could be like phones could be linked to your account. Like your so device. Like it's not going to be. I don't know. Maybe. Because, like, if you travel all over the place, you're going from city to city to city. Each additional city, is it going to charge you an additional $3? Well, no. I think what it is is it's... I mean, I, that's a good question. If it's the I same took device, it like it was just $3 on top of that month. To I, not be in your specific IP household. I thought it was per per additional user. Maybe... Well, it's, mm-hmm. this is all up in the air anyway. But that was my interpretation is that it wasn't any additional users... Would co- cost you three dollars extra. So if you had two people that were outside your household, they would each be three dollars. That's. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, obviously this doesn't affect us yet, but I am a little concerned about it because if they're going to be the most expensive streaming service and be this mm-hmm. ridiculous, they're going to lose subscribership. And if they mm-hmm. want subscribership to increase rather than decrease, this is not the way to go. I mean, they're getting big properties. I think that's probably why they're more confident because they're getting these big gaming franchises. They're yeah. getting movie deals and it's just like they probably are comfortable with like well people just kind of like we are a household thing now like they yeah. need us we're like facebook for streaming shows yeah and well, movies right i don't need facebook so <laughs> wow look at you <laughs> moving on up in the world i'm above that i literally only use it for like work groups not work but yeah professional groups that i can't access elsewhere uh-huh. That's pretty much all I log in for anymore. <laughs> or like podcast groups. Yeah. So. Like ours. Yeah, like ours. <laughs> That's like this fiction podcast. Yeah. <laughs> on Facebook. Look for us. Like us. Share. Subscribe. Subscribe. Review. All of the above. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, it sucks because it's just like, I do enjoy Netflix, but like, there's so many streaming services competing right now that mm-hmm. like, if they are cheaper... I'm going to go with them. Yeah. I'll go with having four not as yeah. you know, complete libraries. Then one larger That is one. the same price as your one. Exactly. Because you can get Apple TV Plus I mean, for like, what, $6.99? It's $5. $5.99. It's $4.99, I think, for... And they, they have such yeah. good so stuff. So $5 plus Disney Plus is $7.99, $6.99, something um, like that? 
I think it's seventy nine seven ninety nine. So eight plus five, that's thirteen. Uh, but kind of, if you want to shift into our next story, at least yeah. temporarily. Yeah, let's do that. Disney Plus is introducing an ad supported tier later this year. Yes. No prices have been revealed yet, but yeah, so seven ninety nine for less... the current one with yeah. no ads. Yeah. Uh, so pretty much, it seems yeah. like. So. And, and arguably, I don't, so I mean, it's probably going to be like five dollars. Disney is definitely going to raise the price at some point. Easily, but yeah. Currently, it is not. I wonder. I wonder so. if that's what they'll do when they reveal the price. They'll say we're raising the non-ads tier to ten dollars, and then the ad supported will remain seven ninety nine. That would be. A I bet they move. would do that. That would be sneaky. Yeah. Either way, though, current, I hate current the whole. State, I mean, I know this is just how life is. It's not going to change, but I hate that ad based services charge yeah. and maybe that's like a first world problem but like i feel like they're making so much revenue mm-hmm. on having the ads that it's, it's just them being greedy to then charge on top yeah, of it's that. a capitalist nightmare that's how, that's the world we live in unfortunately <laughs> because i've learned Big how much money companies make with advertising yeah through college and, and mm-hmm. you know like my, my schooling so like yes. it's like i'm not like oblivious to how mm-hmm. successful you can be just fucking selling ad space and all that stuff yeah it's a fuckload of money and then they it's just huge companies taking the money from everyone mm-hmm. to get more huge monies more money yeah more money less problems it seems like <laughs> at least in netflix is uh yeah. Situation. Yeah. More money, less subscribers. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Also, Disney Plus, one more thing for them. They got the Marvel Netflix shows. So those will actually be on Disney Plus now. So, yeah, so you don't have to pay $23 yeah, good to news. watch those. At they will be now. on Disney Plus. <laughs> uh, and they are not censored. I know it was a big concern that they were going to censor them because it's Disney Plus. There was even like an organization that was all butthurt. I don't know if you saw this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was... They were all mad. They had this whole, like, dramatic Moms response good about... Moms Against Television or something. <laughs> it was something a little bit less lame than that, but... I thought it was a funny joke. Oh, it was a joke? Yeah. I was like, oh, is that a real thing? <laughs> you thought Moms Against Good Television was a real thing? <laughs> There's somebody out there who's like, oh, this is really popular. I don't like it. good yeah i hope it is a real thing i'm gonna look it up now <laughs> somebody's gonna make it now yeah i know everybody was crying they were worried about the what was it like yeah, the there violence was like a, or there, was, there was a petition yeah to not let them put it it's like what the fuck just it's, go away they, just yeah, don't watch just it don't watch it yeah don't watch it and they maybe like supervise your fucking children they just literally have kid profile yeah. formatting for a reason yeah people i just can't with it's so dumb. People will will want to make it so that you can't see. They can censor episodes or censor TV shows, but then they're gonna complain about anything else that anyone controls over their life. <laughs> it's interesting to me. Yeah. So like that was kind of one of the big things was like, well, this this was sold as a family friendly mm-hmm. uh, service when it was announced. Yeah. And like, yeah, I get that, but like, it still is. Yeah, it still is. It just. <laughs> Don't watch the stuff that's not family friendly. You could try friendly. being a parent. Yeah, you could just parent your kids yourself. Yeah, exactly. instead of expecting a fucking. I mean, app look to at like, it. I would have been fine with Hulu getting the Marvel shows. Yeah, I would have they, they didn't, so whatever. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, it is like, what it is. So, but I mean, like, look what they do with like I think it's like Europe. 
they don't have Hulu, right? So yeah. what they did was they have, I think it's like Star, Star or Plus or something like yeah, that. Yeah, And that's basically their adult content mm-hmm. on Disney Plus, but it's like in a sub section of the app, right? Yeah. So, yeah. like, so what? Just do that. Like, yeah. I mean, that's what they're doing basically. Mm-hmm. Just don't watch, again, don't watch the shit that you don't want to see. Yep. I mean, let's be honest. It's not like these same people aren't bringing their kids to Deadpool. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So. And then probably getting mad about how the it's adult content. Yeah. Maybe Discovery Plus would be the better route for those people. For their kids to watch family-friendly <laughs> content. Yeah, so they can watch remodel shows. <laughs> yeah. Until <laughs> HBO merges. Because apparently that's happening. It's yep. official. I think we talked about this a while back, but it's official. Yeah. It got the okay. So, parent company to be Warner Brothers Discovery. It's going to include HBO, CNN, Warner Brothers, TV, and Film Studios, DC Films, TBS, TNT, Cartoon Network, Adult Swim, HDTV, Discovery, Food Network, and Animal Planet. And there's several others Some that other I didn't recognize, so I just didn't list them. But you guys can Google it if you want to know all of so, the full list. Pretty much they're like, yeah, Discovery Plus sucks and no one's paying for it. Yeah, nobody wants to pay for that as a standalone service. Yeah, oh, so newsflash. they're going to lump it into HBO. Yeah, because now, everybody wants to pay for here's where that. I'm worried. Are they going to change the branding of HBO Max? Or is it going to just be HBO Max with those in the subcategories like they already have? I hope that it's just subcategories because I really... It would be weird if they didn't want to keep that HBO branding because I feel like that's like been around forever. It's very like... And they just recently... Popular. like it's known was for it, good shows. Was it 2020 or 2020? Like that they officially had HBO Max be a thing? Like are they, yeah, they willing they, to they, change they branded already? into that new thing. Yeah. Like and they're eliminating one of the other ones. Their app is pretty decent aside from some buffering issues. <sighs> but... <sighs> As far as navigation we had and whatnot. A, we had no problems for the longest time. The last few weeks, I would say. Yeah. And I think people were contributing it to Euphoria being <laughs> oh, so popular. Because yeah. apparently it beat out Game of Thrones as the most popular show right now. Of course it did. Or, or, in, for Overall, HBO. Overall, yeah. 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 Um, so people were contributing because it would pop into like really bad resolution. Really terrible quality. Like we're not talking 720. Like not even we're talking like definition. 360 or something yeah. like that. And... It just back and forth, and it's really it's really frustrating and annoying to watch yeah. things like that. And I, it's been happening for, for weeks now. Yeah. And I looked into it. It's not our Xbox. Yeah. Everybody's having this problem. Whether we've it be done it on, online, whether it yeah. be whether it's their computer, their Xbox, yeah. or TVs. Yeah, it, it's we've happening. done from the Xbox, which is directly wired Ethernet cord, so it should be pretty close to gigabit yeah. speeds. So there's not speed connection mm-hmm. issues. And we've done it from the TV, which I feel like sometimes is better, sometimes isn't. But that's Wi-Fi, so yeah, I don't know. It's definitely an app issue or a server issue for them. Yeah, so I'm wondering they just don't have enough server space for the subscriber count that they're yeah. gaining. Yeah. Because Peacemaker did a really, you know, that helped them, I think. Yeah, I'm sure. For HBO. And Euphoria, I, I guess, is really big now, so. Yeah. When I said I like the app, I meant, like, navigationally speaking. Like Yeah, it's sound. And like I said, we didn't yeah. have problems until recently. But, yeah. like, it does seem like it's not getting fixed. And I'm getting kind of annoyed with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hopefully they can figure that out. Maybe if they merge the existing server space from Discovery Plus that nobody gives a shit about into HBO Max, yeah. then they can well, take it Well, see, I give a shit about Discovery Plus when it comes to 
July and we have Shark Week. If it's a real Shark Week, though. That's, that's the true. problem. That's true. It's, it's in gone theory, so downhill. In theory, nostalgically, I give a shit about that, too. Yeah. But it in the last be, few years, it's been total trash. Yeah, it used to be like, oh, come learn about sharks. Now it's like, hey, come learn about things that we call sharks. Yeah. Just watch us fuck around on this boat for yeah. a while and point at sharks that aren't cool. They're just going to play like one of those like low-budget B-tier movies, yeah. shark attack movies, yeah. go shark or something like yeah. that and call it a shark week uh, yeah. special. And then like unnecessarily <laughs> demonize the sharks of certain areas. Like it's not educational in any way. It's just yeah. rhetoric. Well, people love to watch sharks stuff. Stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's true. So that's pretty much all they do. Is but do you don't have B-roll. to be, you don't have to like uh, skew that one way or another. Just like yeah. show a video of them eating stuff. Yeah, you don't need to. Like, I would still watch that. You don't need to like pretend that there is a megalodon. Yeah, out exactly. There and then tell us that it may or may not exist. Oh, you might as well yeah. just play the megalodon. Yeah. On TV. Yeah. If that's what you're gonna do. Exactly. Yeah. So a few years ago, it was like trash, and it has not gone up. Or the since. Meg. Sorry. The Meg. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I think the yeah think megalodon is the like French version. Stupid. <laughs> I don't think so. I think that's the French well, title. I, well, I'm not going to lie. I'm super excited for the ability to just like throw on some HGTV or whatever or Animal yeah. Planet periodically if I'm yeah. like, I'm just going to cook dinner, you know? That sounds great. But it, it, I wasn't going to pay for yeah. Discovery Plus. But having this merger seems like a good idea. I think like the article was saying too, like that HBO was deemed like more of the male audience in... Yeah, so they're and in Discovery their, was more of the female, so I guess their idea is they're, they're merging to them to diversify. Get, like you said, diversify, yeah, right? Yeah, they're trying to get income from both sides. So, I mean, by that logic, I better start seeing a, you know, remodeling the Batcave show. Yeah. I want there to be some I, kind of a... I would watch that. ...hybrid. Yeah. Well, how do you, how do you combine Euphoria with the Discovery Channel? <laughs> so it would be like... High school animals. Oh, yeah. Good call. And nature having sex. Yeah. And doing drugs. Just like a bunch of animals fucking. Yeah. <laughs> Showing a lot of animal dicks. That's what it would be. <laughs> yeah. And all the drama between uh, yeah. clicks within the yeah. animal herds. Yeah. Okay. The animal clicks yeah. will yeah. definitely they have problems definitely, with They each should other. do that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well... Uh, AMC, kind of on the the Batman mm-hmm. uh, note. Yeah. AMC is charging more for viewers to watch the Batman than they are for other movies that have been released. Yeah. So they've increased the price specifically for this movie, but it, I think it might be like a model they're testing to try and use in general with new releases. So basically, implication for subscription is that you would be charged a fee on top of just buying. Basically, so that just as an example, AMC Burbank or one of them, uh, they had the Batman priced at nineteen forty nine on opening weekend. Does that come with Netflix? No, okay. did not. <laughs> that would be an extra twenty dollars. Oh right. <laughs> um, and a comparable screening for Uncharted which was released over President's Day weekend, so the weekend before or two weeks before, I can't remember, was $17.99 a ticket at the same location. So basically it was $1.50 more for a new release. Mm-hmm. So here's my question. They have their unlimited service, right? Mm-hmm. It's, well, it's like, what, 
four, three, three movies a week you can see. You pay like a flat rate a month and you watch three movies every week. Uh, That's yeah. what the AMC does. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's different than Regal. But, yeah. Um, so I guess my question is, if you're paying for that subscription, are you then also having to pay this fee to see that specific movie. I guarantee you. On top of the subscription you have. Yeah, that's, I think what they were saying is there was, there were additional surcharges for opening day or opening weekend movies. Kind of like we experienced for whenever we had the, we have the Regal membership and we would go to a different tier theater. So there was like three tiers and whatever we are is like yeah. the, the C tier. And then we went somewhere that was the A tier and we had to pay like 250 x Yeah, when we visited my family in the Bay, yeah, that Regal is deemed like a more like a luxury type theater. Yeah, yeah. So it's a big we theater. get charged a, a, a fee to go see a movie there even though we have the unlimited thing. Yeah. I think it was like $3 or something. Yeah, so it says three free online reservations anytime for up to three movies per week. Choose any format, including IMAX and Dolby Cinema. No blackout dates. But this is also on their website. Probably They probably haven't updated the description mm-hmm. to include this new situation that they're testing. So who knows? I guess my concern with this whole concept is if they decide that they like it, what does this mean for the future of theaters in general? Are competitors now going to start doing the same thing? Yeah, good question. Because, you know, it's already a struggle for the the smaller mom and pop theaters Mm -hmm. to, like, even compete with these big corporate entities, right? So, I mean, also, is this, like, a thing? Do you think that these extra charges that AMC is doing is maybe to offset the subscription-based plan that they do? Because theoretically, they're losing a shit ton of money. True. When you're charging for the cost of, we'll say, two movies a yeah. month. And then you see up to 16 or whatever, 12 movies a month. True. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's AMC trying to recoup maybe some of that money that they are losing just through the unlimited subscriber base that yeah. they have. I mean, I don't know how much they... I don't know how many subscriptions they have out there or yeah. how frequently they're used. I don't know like the so, data behind that. But I can't on... imagine that they're not losing money. I don't right. know how any of these services are you know, I mean, looked at what was it Movie Pass? What was it back in the day? Yes. Like yeah. that was clearly not yeah. successful. So this is ba- purely based on my observ my opinion, but I would assume that most people who have an unlimited movie thing are likely to see new releases. Yeah, of course. So if you instigate or institute a surcharge for seeing it on its opening weekend, then you're going to get extra money out of those people who are already paying you monthly. Or, so. will, or will it kind of extend the whole tier concept and mm-hmm. be like, okay, if you want to see all new releases, you pay right. this much. They could do like an HBO If you thing. want to see movies a week or two after they release you pay this much that would be a good then be an interesting way to do it so that you know like you can it's kind of like the hbo max thing where if you do the ad supported tier you don't get the included movies Mm -hmm. but if you do the full tier then you get the day and date whatever movies so that's an interesting idea they could do that they could say oh well if you're gonna see if you don't want to have a surcharge 
anytime you see a new release movie, it's now going to be $25 a month or whatever it is instead. Yeah. That's an idea. Hmm. Yeah, we'll have to see where it goes. I kind of hope it doesn't test well because... <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that, that that's kind of like the whole vote with your wallet and supply yeah. and demand of it all, right? Because, yeah. like, it's the Batman. Yeah. People are going to go see this movie. Mm-hmm. If all you have is an AMC in your area... That's kind of what you're stuck with doing, right? Exactly. At the very least, you know, someone's going to be like, well, I want to see the movie. Yeah. You know, so they might go pay that for this movie, but they don't have any intention of doing that for a bunch of movies. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that's kind of it for our TV and movie news. Yes. For now, at least. And just for a heads up, we are fully aware that we have not talked about all these big trailers that have been released in the last week or two. Doctor Strange... Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, Obi-Wan Kenobi, but because we have so many of those and we do not have that much time for this podcast, we are going to do a separate episode with all of those to go over our thoughts and uh, opinions on those trailers. So look forward to that one, hopefully soon. We do have a bit of stuff to review. (laughs) Yeah, we have a full dance card today. Yeah, you you sound defeated. <laughs> Sorry. I'd like it's to just, say that we're more than halfway, but I just don't know. I don't we'll even see. want to speculate at you this know, point. It's three months of pure catching up we're doing right yep, here. Yep. Uh, but we do have our reviews coming up. So let's get into our system, right? We have changed it a bit. We streamlined it just a smidge. Yeah. So we have changed it up a little bit. So here's how our rating system works. If we hated something, we'll burn it. If it was just okay or we're neutral, we're going to slice it. If we absolutely love the shit out of it, we're going to dissect it. And if both of us dissect it, we're, we're DTF. DTF. That was pretty good yeah. for first I'd time in months. It, you know, <laughs> a little, it was a little rusty, but... Yeah, it's, we'll get there. You know? Yeah. <laughs> pour some Coke on it. It'll be fine. Yeah. Have you seen that? Like Coke apparently like gets yeah. rid of rust or some yeah. shit. It also like dissolves Which, you know, bacon, right? Probably should have that in your body then. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, the one slight change to our system is with the slice it being our neutral, uh, small slice, large slice will be in between. Yeah. Uh, to give us a range of how much we cared about the content we watched. Yeah, we wanted to really make sure we have a true neutral because we didn't. We kind of struggled with that before, and mm-hmm. so. We have a true neutral, and yeah. then we have. It's called a, a true troll. I don't know why you have all this. Do you have all this time to waste? I have a lot of time to waste, I guess. So. <laughs> all right. Well, then just stick with it. I yeah, guess. Yeah, I will. <laughs> all right. So let's get into it. All right. The Witcher season two, the new season released on Netflix in mid mid December, uh, created by Lauren Hisrich. Is that right? I think it's Hisrich. Hisrich. Yeah. But we could both be wrong. I'm not sure. You know, Rick, I'm going to need you to hiss a little bit louder. <laughs> uh, so there's eight episodes. They're approximately an hour each. Yeah. And a general overview, um, the, the summary of the season without any spoilers is, Convinced Yennefer's life was lost at the Battle of Sodden, Geralt of Rivia takes Princess Cirilla to the safest place he knows, Kaer Morhen. While the continent's kings, elves, humans, and demons strive for supremacy outside its walls, he must protect the girl from something far more dangerous, the mysterious power she possesses inside. It's a very dramatic description, but mm-hmm. it pretty much gets it. <laughs> yeah. So obviously cast here is Henry Cavill, 
along with Anya Shalotra and Freya Allen. Yes, playing... Or all Anne. I think it's Allen. <laughs> uh, playing Geralt, Yennefer, and Cirilla, or Ciri, as many people know her. Yeah, uh, through your iPhone devices. Not that one. <laughs> so, I am torn with this one, because I really enjoyed moments of this season Mm -hmm. but overall i felt i was i was relatively bored Mm -hmm. i feel like not a whole lot of story really happened it was more just like filler Mm -hmm. but i don't know like when we got to the end of the season with the like oh shit i was like oh so now (laughs) i have to wait for the part that i thought was just the build-up to enjoy yeah and so I was a bit disappointed by the fact that I now have to wait for what seems to be like the big part of mm-hmm. what I thought was just in the season. Yeah. Um, I actually liked this season, I think, better than season one, mainly because since I read all of the books, I actually recognized more of the story here. Okay. Um, the first season, there it was based more on another collection of short stories that I had not read. Oh, okay. And so I thought it was interesting to see... Things that I thought were familiar. Um, I don't know. I've not. I know that typically, if you've read the books, some kind of uh, visual media tends to ruin it. But I don't necessarily. I don't feel that way every time. Mm. So I thought it was kind of. It was just felt more familiar. So I think I liked it a little bit better. It was easier to follow. I think you could kind of see, and maybe I don't know. This is how I interpreted it. I felt like you could see where the pandemic kind of affected the show's production Mm -hmm. there were areas where i felt like the setting looked cheapish Mm -hmm. i don't think it looked as good as the first season um i think the cgi is probably where they focused the most Mm -hmm. i think they did really well with that but it did feel like it just the world felt more empty to me than it did in the first season and i don't know if that's a limitation to the budget or they just limitation because of like pandemic related you know issues i do feel like like it also was maybe a side effect of some of the storyline as well because some of that story it just needed to be as isolated as it was if you will okay i don't i don't know i mean i I enjoyed it i yeah i think when there was like battle scenes with creatures and stuff like it was really cool i think I feel like they, they marketed it like there was way more creatures and stuff in this one than in the first season. But, like, I feel like it was less, if maybe about the same. Like, it didn't feel like there was a lot more. But I think the battling was more uh, satisfying mm-hmm. than it was in the first season. Where I feel like the first thing was more just, like, seeing the creatures rather than seeing him actually fight them right. so much. That's true. But, like, I feel like there wasn't, like, a whole lot of more to this season Mm -hmm. yeah i get that i'm just really excited to see where it goes because if the storyline goes as i expect it to based on what i saw it's about to get fucking real yeah so (laughs) they're gonna start coming out of the screen and yeah all these creatures and stuff (laughs) like the ring you said yeah yeah okay she comes out of the screen. Okay, you're right. She does. That's a fact. <laughs> or Poltergeist, where she goes into the screen. I don't know about that. That's another option. Okay. The Witcher creatures could just pull you in, and then you're in their world. I don't like 
like that. And they're like, you're in our world now, bitch. <laughs> they say it exactly like that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so, for me, I think this was a... I'll take a large slice of it. <laughs> okay. Um, I agree with you that there definitely seemed like there were some misses as far as the production went. Um, but considering all the barriers they probably had during the pandemic, they did a really good job of it. Yeah, and I was trying to be like realistic that like they, there was probably a lot of restrictions mm-hmm. with everything that they had to like do with the you know they a, a lot, lot of shows had this problem. I yeah. don't know the exact time frame of when they made the show, but I imagine it was within the last two years of there being all these yeah limitations. So yeah. I, it was a slice it for me. I enjoyed it enough that I got, I'm, you know, like I said, I was more into the ending result, but like that was really more just like a cliffhanger, I feel like, to everything. Like I feel yeah. like we got the buildup, but we didn't really get like the substance of the season. Right, right. And so... I'm definitely going to watch the next season, mm-hmm. but just hopefully it doesn't do the same thing it did this season where I'm just waiting for that big Yeah, moment. that's pretty much the only reason I didn't give, I didn't dissect this one is because I did feel like there were still some points at which I was bored, which yeah. having read the book. Obviously when Henry Cavill like has no shirt on and stuff, you were probably like, oh my God, not again. <laughs> Let me just sleep right now. Where's that cryopod? Yeah. That's obviously what happened. <laughs> All right. Shall we continue? Yeah, sure. Okay. Next up, we have the book of Boba Fett. Uh, this dropped on Disney Plus on December 29th of last year. It was created by John Favreau, and it was seven episodes that were somewhere between 30 and 45 minutes, depending on which episode we're talking. Um, and this it's described as the legendary bounty hunter Boba Fett navigates the underworld of the galaxy with mercenary Fennec Shand when they return to the sands of Tatooine to stake their claim on the territory formerly ruled by the deceased crime lord Jabba the Hutt. Mm-hmm. Um, Much different than I thought it was. I thought yeah. it was just going to be like a cookbook episodic mm-hmm. storytelling of uh, different boba recipes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't think that you thought that. I, I mean, I... I that's what I thought. And didn't turn out that way. So here we are. Yeah. Uh, we we met, everybody met N- Tamara Morrison as Boba Fett and Ming-Na Wen as Fennec Shand in The Mandalorian Season 2. So they're the same people playing the same characters as in this spinoff situation. And um, at this point, I'm going to do, we're going to do a minor spoiler warning. If you have not seen it at all. Maybe take a pause, skip ahead 10 minutes or so, <laughs> or five minutes, just to avoid any possible spoilers. Um, we're not going to do full spoilers, but some references to characters and whatnot may be considered spoilers. Mm-hmm. Um, so, here we go. Uh, Pedro Pascal shows up again as Din Djarin, a.k.a. The Mandalorian. So, um, for obvious reasons, it, that that may be considered a spoiler if... If he, if you weren't expecting him to show up in the series. Yeah. So here's the thing with this show. I, I don't know how I feel about this one because I enjoyed moments of the Boba Fett stuff mm-hmm. in the beginning. There was episodes where we're like, yeah, that's pretty cool. There's some episodes where I felt like you really took a long time to get to the point. Mm-hmm. This entire episode could have been like 
half the length. <laughs> yeah. You know. Like, Agreed. Like, they did, like, flashback stuff. Yeah. And, like. A lot of it. It was interesting storytelling what they were doing. And I was interested in what they had to say. But, like, you took a long time to get to the fucking point. I think, like, it took three episodes to tell one flashback concept. Yeah, and it's just, did. like. The f- you could have easily summed this episodes, up a lot easier. The first three episodes could have been one episode. That's my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also feel like the whole rest of the season was just Mandalorian season three. Yeah, and that's where I'm torn with this because it's like the whole idea was this was supposed to be a spinoff, right? And so mm-hmm. like by that logic, you think it would be its own tone, mm-hmm. its own style. We yeah. obviously were introduced to these characters in the Mandalorian mm-hmm. season two, so like we don't need. I mean, I guess maybe some people need to be somewhat introduced oh, to them, yeah. but I can't imagine you're watching this if you didn't know Boba, Boba Fett from the original trilogy mm-hmm. or from watching The Mandalorian. Mandalorian like, yeah. I feel like, what are you doing here if you don't know who this guy is? Yeah. And so, like, I I was really interested in them doing some backstory for the character, but, like, I feel like they didn't give him all that much justice because... And I don't mean to be mean, but, like, I found myself more interested in this show once it became, essentially, like you said, The Mandalorian Season 3. Yeah. It was... It, or 2.5, it even. Feels, yeah, it <laughs> yeah. feels like this is a, like, a connection... A shift. Shift between Season 2 and 3 of The Mandalorian. Yeah. And I just feel like maybe this could have just been more of that show Mm -hmm. like you could have just given boba fett more like you know his own episode type thing like more like you did with the mandalorian in this where i think one of the episodes it was pretty much focused on him and it's just like that was probably one of the best episodes of the season yeah and it had nothing to do with boba fett and that's what sucks about it yeah and so it just makes you wonder, why did they really do this? I mean, as far yeah. as, like, the lore of Star Wars, it was seemingly full of all these fun, nostalgic moments. They mm-hmm. had creatures and stuff that were just so mm-hmm. cool and interesting. Some uh. brand new. Some were, you know, brought back from old stuff. And mm-hmm. and all the different alien species yeah, and everything was really cool. Plenty of cameos from actors that you'll recognize. And, yeah. And characters that people recognize from yeah. other properties, had sort some- of problems like there yeah. was this moment where they brought these this crew of like cyborg kids <laughs> yeah the mods yeah like they're they're they had like little hover bikes that were like they look like mopeds yeah yeah so like 50s 1950s mopeds or something like yeah it, just, it was very weird they yeah. were uh, i think they were probably the weakest part of the show yeah to me like they they were supposed to be like these badass fighters that he had and yeah. like they just seemed like a joke i just left um yeah there were definitely some weaknesses in the like universe or the um world building of boba fett mm-hmm. once you brought in other people that were from other areas such as the mandalorian and others that i won't mm-hmm. mention um yeah. the it got more interesting yeah and we you know they introduced some big characters from the lore of Star Wars. Yeah. And they just didn't do them justice. Yeah. Because they had such a small role that it just like, oh. That's it? Like, that. this is a big character. And it's, it's like, deal, you know, yeah. shit, no one that we, like, got the reveal. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh. Okay. That's how this ends. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. And it just, it, you you know, I think you said earlier, seemed like a missed opportunity. And like, it, yeah. there are plenty of moments that feel that way. Yeah. I think the ending of this show is really satisfying as far as a watching this event happen. Yeah. But. Yeah, I like the content of what I saw, but I don't believe it belonged in this show. Yes. Yeah. So overall, I guess that's kind of, we can say that's the end of our spoilery discussion, right? Yeah, well, it's kind of our whole discussion, I feel like. I, that, yeah, spoilery and entire discussion. Yeah. But for our ratings, um, I'm going to say this was just a slice it from me. There were, to be fair, some episodes that were dissected. And there mm-hmm. were some that were like burned to small slice it. Yeah. But overall, I'm going to say it was a slice. I definitely wasn't sitting around waiting for the next episode of this show. No, at not at all. At any point no. in this season. So I, it really was a slice it for me as well. Yeah. It's something that I will gladly be watching when they come out with more. Mm-hmm. But like, it really just got me more excited about The Mandalorian, sadly. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It just felt like it was just kind of a, a gimmick to call it a different show but it's really just kind of like you said 2.5 yeah season 2.5 if you will yeah but on a related note uh christopher lloyd is supposed to guest star in mandalorian season three in case anybody is uh Mm -hmm. wanting to see a little back to the future crossover (laughs) i don't think he'll be playing doc brown okay sure do you have proof (laughs) you're right i have no proof of this (laughs) turns out he traveled into the future yeah he's the cause (laughs) Of Star Wars existence. I mean, I could see that. We really need him to be... I think he did like the cameo thing as a uh, a joke for Rick and Morty. Yeah, like, he absolutely he is. he needs to be Rick. Yeah. In a live action like, of movie he or does. show or something. Like, Who they, would be Morty though? They, um... <laughs> if he's not considered too old at this point. Uh, what's his name? Sarah... Oh, Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah. Okay, I can see that. I can totally see from, that. From uh, Arrested Development. Yeah. And, and everything and else. And everything else. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. I agree. I, I, I mean, the one thing he did when he was like. <laughs> he was no one. First yeah. in. <laughs> I was going to say Superman, right? That was a bigger yeah, thing. He was in that. Yeah. He was in the um, uh, Scott Pilgrim movie. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah no, he's I can in, see he's that. Always that like, he might awkward. be too old, but it's an interesting idea. I feel like he looks like him. Yeah. Ish. And he, he could easily talk like him. You think so? Yeah. Okay. He's got that like soft okay. voice. Whatever. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You hear that, Michael? <laughs> You're too soft. <laughs> I didn't say that. Vocally. Yeah. All right. Shall so, we continue? Yeah. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something else. I was like, you know what? No, you're right. <laughs> All right. We also checked out Peacemaker. This dropped on HBO Max on January 13th of this year. It was created by James Gunn. It has eight episodes, about 45 minutes long each. Give Plus or minus. They kept, yeah, yeah. bouncing around. Um, so the general overview of this is picking up where the Suicide Squad of 2021 left off. Peacemaker returns home after recovering from his encounter with Bloodsport, only to discover that his freedom comes with a price. He is... So that's where the IMDb summary leaves off. Mm-hmm. So I left a little extra sentence here because I feel like that doesn't give you anything. <laughs> so he's recruited by a secret government agency to fight against an unseen invader. That's kind of okay. as, as unspoilery as yeah. I can give, but I feel like it needed a little bit more than what they gave me. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, you're, you've got your big cast that we already already know. John Cena is Christopher Smith, aka mm-hmm. Peacemaker. Never saw him show up in the yeah. He never showed up, but he's though. top on the playbill. So I don't know. He's he's got to be in it somewhere. Maybe yeah. We just can't see him. Maybe he's behind the 
floating helmet. I don't know. Maybe. Um, <laughs> so then we have Freddie Stroma, who plays Adrian Chase, or known as Vigilante. Um, and Chuck Woody Iwuji is Clemis- Clemson Mum, who is part of the organization. Uh, Jennifer Holland plays Amelia Harcourt. She's returning from the Suicide Squad, as well as Steve Aggie, who plays John Economist. And Danielle Brooks plays Leota Adebayo. You might recognize her from Orange is the New Black. I think she's been at several other things, but that's kind of like her biggest mm-hmm. deal. Um, and Robert Patrick plays August Smith, also known as the White Dragon. Mm. So, um, Formerly those, the... Formerly the leader. P-1000, is it? Yes, I think that's correct. <laughs> He's pretty good at playing a villain. Yeah, because T-800 was the... The original version, yeah, right? yeah, 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 T1000. Because they only upgraded 200%. Yeah. Percent. yeah. <laughs> so, um... It'd be like 20%, but it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> this is why only cryo froze for three months instead of 300 years. Perfect example. Um, so, what did you think? How did you feel about Peacemaker? I really enjoyed this show. I think it... I didn't expect a lot out of it, and I think it really surprised me. Um, yeah. James Gunn has a thing about daddy issues, I feel like, <laughs> with his, his storytelling. That's not wrong. <laughs> hmm, that's illuminating. Yeah. Like, it seems like everything he does has some kind of, like, a broken relationship with his father. Yeah. Or with a father. To be fair, he... He could yes. be navigating two characters that have these. Yeah, spatulas. he does choose those, choose to portray those stories, but they are originally by other people from the comics, yeah. right? I mean, so. this whole uh, show came about because he was bored during the pandemic mm-hmm. after Suicide Squad, and he just wrote the show, and then HBO was like, "Oh, okay." Must be nice to be just bored and create something that's worth so much. I mean, I really enjoyed it. I'm glad yeah. it happened. Right? Yeah, yeah. I think John Cena did a great job in this. Like, oh, I think yeah. this is probably the best he's done with his acting. You think he really sold it on certain episodes where he, you kind of felt for him. Yeah, because so that I think that was really well done. Whatever what they did for him in this, because I fucking hated him in Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. I didn't hate his job as an actor, but I hated See, his character. That's the kind of thing I would say is probably a negative for me, is I feel like his character in this, to me, doesn't feel like the same character from the movie. And maybe that's supposed to say a lot about where his growth has been. Yeah. But I don't feel like from the start of this, it felt like the same character that left Suicide I, Squad. Yeah. The- like... You know, there's this whole thing in this show where he's like un he's like not capable of having relationships with people. Mm-hmm. And like I felt like that was kind of weird because in the movie he was very like outgoing and capable of having these like easily relatable relationships. Like the bar scene in that movie, he, you know, he related and had like bonding moments it felt like with the entire Suicide Squad mm-hmm. in that and in, in those scenes, but in this, it feels like he's like not he doesn't know how to do that kind of stuff. So the way that I interpreted that was that maybe in the Suicide Squad, it was all a front for his overall mission, and he was just I don't know assimilating so or whatever. He can do it if it's 
it's part, of, part the of the mission. Yeah. But he that, can't do it just as real. a person. Yeah. Okay. That's how I kind of took it where okay. maybe that's just the story I had to tell myself so that I would like his character again because I fucking hated him at the mm. end of that movie. And well, even so, in the show, I mean, maybe that says a lot too ago about the show is like, it's hard to separate that stuff he's done in that movie because you do kind of start to like this character. Yeah. And it's like, well, but never mind. No, but no, fuck, fuck that, that guy. guy. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, oh yeah, I'm mad at you. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. So. But it, then like you see the, the relationship he has with Eagly is like. Yeah. Which is, you know. It's so ridiculous. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Completely CGI too. The Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. I, at least I think so. Okay. I can't imagine they had a bald eagle they actually... That actually... Filmed. It, yeah. I feel like it's always CGI these days. It definitely that's, felt CGI. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. And probably... There's probably like rules against like training yeah. bald eagles to do shit. Yeah. Well, plus it's like American... Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Animal. Yeah. Of that, the country. Or yeah. Whatever. That's what I'm saying. There's it. probably like rules against using yeah. them for filming or yeah. whatever the fuck. I don't know. You have to put a toupee on it. Yeah. <laughs> a toupee eagle. Yeah. Toupee eagle. That's um, why America likes bald eagles because they're just so confident. They don't need yeah, toupees. Yeah, they're like, I'm bad. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. I don't need hair. <laughs> More aerodynamic, bitch. Mm-hmm. Kaka. <laughs> yeah, and then they spend this the whole up the whole series basically showing you reasons why he became the person that he and that he is. Yeah, it, a lot of flashback to like his childhood and all that stuff. Yeah, and, and it's like, it kind of okay, gives you an tracks. insight of what he grew up. And why he is who he is, like you said. Yeah. Um, but it also gives you a lot of growth with the character. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why, where they give you this redemption of it. And, like, of course, there's some big cameos by the end of this thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, which have a lot of implications for, like, the overall construct of the DCEU. That's a good point. Um, but this is really is a small-scale story for him. Uh, I think it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed myself. Plenty of oh shit moments it was yeah. definitely gory yeah uh there's a moment with a chainsaw and uh <laughs> a gorilla and let's just go with that there was a lot going on the only thing that i didn't like about it was the intro <laughs> yeah it was too much a lot of people like it uh, yeah i don't really see why it was I'm not so a fun. fan yeah and i i think that they did a good job at giving us like a antagonist that like you're not that familiar with so like it'd be kind of it, it, i don't know for me it was like yeah. i have no idea yeah, what to expect new. from any of this and but it really had me questioning every episode and then eventually it was just like oh okay it's another example of james gunn taking a fairly obscure situation and mm-hmm. making it mainstream dc yeah. and i think he's even said he he's, doesn't want to do like superman and stuff like that like he right. wants these yeah. smaller scale characters that he can kind of make into bigger things yeah because which Guardians kind yeah, of probably inspired that. Yeah, is the perfect example of that. Like, a lot of people didn't give a shit about Guardians of the Galaxy, but now they're probably one of the number one, one of the higher end mm-hmm. properties of Marvel because of what he did with that, those movies, I think. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I mean, this was a dissected for me. Absolutely, I really, yeah. I really enjoyed Peacemaker. And I think they even established there's a season two coming. Yeah, I so think So, I, I don't know if this was intended to be a one-off and then it just did so well, but yeah, I'm excited for more of it. Yeah, it's um. I have good news for you. It's mm. our first DTF of 2022 because I also dissect it. Oh, okay. I was like, yeah, we're <laughs> recording right now. I was like, yeah. Yeah. It took me a minute. Yeah. 
That's why I help. That's why I have to explain. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you fucking idiot. <laughs> so here's what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we are DTF. We are. In 2022. Yep. Okay. It's moving on. Yes. Moving on on. Another superhero based show. Mm-hmm. The Boys Presents Diabolical on Amazon Prime came out early in March. Uh, there's eight episodes and they all have their own unique animated take. Mm-hmm. Art style, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, summary of this one is a collection of eight irreverent and emotionally shocking animated short films featuring stories by Seth Rogen, Aquafina, Andy Samberg, Aisha Tyler, Justin Roiland, and more. Each episode plunges elbow deep into unseen crevices of the boys' universe. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> this really, you know, I think I already mentioned this. It, it felt a lot like they were trying to do a what if yeah. for the boys. Yeah. And maybe they were trying to make that as like a, a meta joke mm-hmm. in itself. Yeah. Um, I really did enjoy this, but I will say the fact that it was different art styles kind of took me out of certain episodes because I didn't like the art style. Yeah, that happened to me too. But I definitely understood like the the translation of like what they were like parodying. So I appreciated each episode in that sense. You know, like they I think the first episode's like based off, you know, Baby's Day Out or whatever and it's Yeah. About like the laser beam child or whatever. Yeah, laser eyes. That we see in yeah. uh in one of the seasons of the show. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, like it, so freaking graphic. My God, the show is graphic. Mm-hmm. It honestly brought new levels of graphic to an animated mm-hmm. series, which I guess you could do because it's like you don't have to worry about a budget. It's like just yeah. you're drawing, yeah, and you can do whatever you want. But honestly, I didn't even really connect the uh, the dots to like all the different creators. Like Aquafina, as soon as I read that, I was like, oh right, this one episode. Like it was clearly her, yeah. In that episode and all that stuff. Yeah. Like, I, I knew she did the voice, mm-hmm. but I didn't really think about, like, where they were behind, like, the storytelling. <laughs> and there was it. an episode that you were like, this is, like, Rick and Morty. And I was like, yeah, it's Justin Roiland. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. Okay, that's, like, one negative I will say, though. It's, like, I felt like that episode felt like a copy-paste yeah. of a Rick and Morty episode. Like, yeah. it just felt like the jokes, everything that was said was mm-hmm. just felt like he just took the same stuff he already did yeah. And then just put it into a boys episode. Yeah. And that kind of disappointed me. Right. But like it was still entertaining, but it just like, I felt like it could have been more. And like yeah. maybe that says something about like their ability to like keep fresh. I don't know. So overall for me, it was, I'm going to say large slice for me because I agree with you that some of the um, differing art styles, some of the art styles I wasn't a fan of and it kind of took away from the ability for me to take in the story on mm-hmm. some of them. But overall, it, it was really hilarious, and I enjoyed seeing lots of different takes on pieces of the boys' universe. What was kind of confusing for me is whether it was considered in the universe of the show, or if it's like a meta thing where it's like, this is an alternate universe. Like Because it felt like moments it was directly tied to the show but then other times it felt like it contradicted plot points of the show yeah yeah you're right so i couldn't really tell what they were going for and like maybe it's just supposed to be like it's not at all connected and it's just kind of like referencing everything but 
Yeah, in that way, I think it seemed to me more like a what-if situation where it's not directly mm-hmm. involved in the stories that we see in the show. Or is it? Or is it? <laughs> That's a good point. Okay. Because it's a what-if. <laughs> yeah. So. Okay. I think for me it was... I'll say large slice it too. Like, okay. I, I did enjoy it. Certain art styles I didn't enjoy, but at the same time, I, I did enjoy, like, what they did as far as, like, storytelling. I kind of wish they had more episodes, though. I felt like it was yeah, cause they were over really before short. I realized. and They were, like, they were like 15 12 minutes, to 15 I think. minutes, yeah, yeah. Not even 15 minutes. and Yeah, some of them I so, wanted more of. So I guess it was more, also in a way, it was kind of like a hybrid of the What If and the Star Wars anthology that they did. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. That was that's a good point. It's very similar to that. Okay, next up we checked out Encanto. Everybody was talking about it. We couldn't we couldn't stop anymore. Um, this came out in November of last year, but uh, we finally checked it out, and it was directed by Jared Bush and Byron Howard. This with a screenplay by Sharice Castro Smith, along with Jared Bush. And the summary is Mirabelle is the only child of the Madrigal family who wasn't blessed with a magical gift, but when the magic revealed to be in is revealed to be in danger, she may be the only one who can help fix it. Um, I'm not going to go through the whole cast because it's an animated movie, but I did think it was fun to note that Stephanie Beatrice, who voices Rosa in, or who is Rosa in, <laughs> who is Rosa from Brooklyn Who voices Nine. her body. <laughs> yeah. Who plays Rosa in Brooklyn Nine-Nine actually voices Mirabelle. And I thought that was pretty crazy because she's like the exact opposite of her character. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just so used to yeah, seeing you, her. You were like, I, I recognize her voice, but I don't know what from. Yeah. And like, I was like, huh? Hello. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. As soon as I looked her up, I was like, there's no there's way this no is There's no way. Her. Yeah. It's real. That's such a crazy uh, flip for her character. Yeah. So this is a, it's a kind of a fun animated movie it's obviously got music involved because as they usually do um it's got a little bit deeper deeper meanings i think that are a little bit darker but it's kind of like i guess typical of a lot of disney movies where you can see some kind of deeper meaning that's Mm -hmm. not appropriate for children or not happy for children to be watching but they're not really understanding that deeper meaning anyway so because it's definitely got some ties to like problems in your family and Whatever, but it, it was it was a nice message I think to send that you can s- overcome the difficulties that are given that you that you inherit through familial problems. <laughs> There's parallels drawn between getting magical gifts to actually being yeah the whole magic side of this, which I get is like well it's it, it's a fucking Disney yeah. animated movie yeah. like, who cares but like yeah. it was confusing for me because I was like I don't understand. Why is everybody dependent on this family that has like powers and where do they get these powers and why yeah. do they have them? And like I yeah. feel like not knowing those backstories is really hard for me to be able to accept that like, oh, this whole village just kind of relies on this. Yeah. I, I think I even call them the Kardashians of yeah. this village or something because it just felt like everybody was just so obsessed with them. Yeah. Because they were like basically the famous rich. Yeah. Because they had someone who was super strong and always would like move their fences or whatever it was, mm-hmm. and somebody who was beautiful and would make things flowers bloom, and it was just like weird. Mm-hmm. It was like the expectations set Art's, up. The art was really gorgeous in this. Yeah. Um, you know, I, everyone's like loving the musics 
uh, the music tracks in this and all the songs and like mm-hmm. I just I was like I think my favorite one was the one about the the sister with the the strength like whatever yeah, that song yes. was I don't remember what it was called but like Louisa's song that one was yeah. my favorite song I'd yeah. say and I know that's not the most popular song yeah of, I think the most popular one's the Bruno one yeah which the- I thought was not good yeah <laughs> I liked it but I think it's more popular than it probably should be because it was all over tiktok and shit hmm. see i didn't even hear the song until a movie yeah so <laughs> i don't think this was as good as people marketed it for me i guess yeah um i knew that i wasn't gonna like it as maybe much as people... i'm just not the market for this I, movie yeah, i don't think you're the target market for for Encanto. <laughs> i thought it was fine i enjoyed yeah. it yeah i'd say it felt very similar to um ray and the last dragon raya Raya and the Last Dragon. Like I felt like it. It felt like a similar story to me. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. That makes total sense. I think it was entertaining. I think if you look at the deeper meanings, mm-hmm. possibly applied from the different uh, stories of like this person getting this gift versus them being saddled with the responsibility of being the strong one. Yeah, that it's a very meaningful film or movie <laughs> it's a very meaningful movie or the message from it is meaningful yeah if you can interpret those things as but it's also really it's fun to watch just as a simple animated movie without taking any deeper meaning so and i'm sure that's what most parents are doing most, throwing it yeah. on for their kids to yeah. enjoy the songs or whatever yeah um, yeah. yeah it was a slice it for me i yeah. i don't think i'll ever go back to it yeah unless i have to yeah aka children yeah <laughs> yeah um, so he has a large slice it for me because I think I enjoyed that it was the jump between the main story and the actual underlying possible meaning was not as far as they usually are. It was fairly easy to understand what they were referencing to make it more of a meaningful message. So I liked that about it because yeah. a lot of times it's like people build a story about what a movie was actually about and you're like, okay, sure. But this one was like, yep, that makes total sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I didn't mind the music at all. So, okay. And next on our list, Matrix Resurrections. This came to theaters and HBO Max on December 22nd of last year. Yeah. I don't think it's on HBO Max currently anymore, but I'm sure it'll come back soon since it seems like movies are doing that for HBO after their yeah. release. Mm-hmm. This was directed and written, or directed by Lana Wachowski, written by Lana Wachowski with David Mitchell, Alexander Heeman, um, and returning cast, Keanu Reeves, Carrie Ann Moss. Um, there's some new characters. Jessica Henwick, you guys might recognize her from Star Wars. She was in, she was one of the fighter pilots. We've talked about her before. Okay. Vaguely familiar. Yeah. She was an X-Wing pilot in The Force Awakens. Okay. Honestly, this was a huge letdown for me. Not that I was, like, really excited for this movie. Mm -hmm. It kind of was on par with what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. But it still disappointed me somehow when I wasn't Mm -hmm. expecting much out of it. It felt like it was just kind of like a rehash grab of, like, The Matrix. I don't know. It... Yeah, the general plot overview All of the stuff (laughs) that you expect from The Matrix... But it just didn't feel like it was, like, there was no point to this movie. It felt like they were just trying to, like, reboot it, I guess. 
many yeah. years later. And like, I feel like if you're going to do that, you need to have something new and fresh that you can bring to the table. And I feel like they didn't do that. If anything, they did it worse than they did 20 years ago. Yeah. You know, the fighting scenes were just really disappointing. They, they yeah. were really embarrassing, if you will. They just yeah. felt like really bad choreography, very slow looking. And not because they're doing like slow mo matrix shit. It's just they just look like they're just really slow at their choreography. And yeah. Even, you know, the the crazy matrix stuff like slow mo and like the, the the unique physics based stuff that you see in all these movies that they're known for. You know, like the that's what the first movie did. It kind of created that concept for movies going forward to use these cool physics based action scenes right yeah and this one didn't really even do that there was like he had like this force push type thing that he would do occasionally but like other than that it just felt like they did not even come up with anything cool or clever or unique to stand out for this this movie yeah it takes place i think 60 years after the events of the last matrix movie Mm -hmm. um but essentially the plot's the same like oh okay we're gonna free us ourselves from the matrix yeah and it just felt like a reboot but like just not done as well and like i don't know if it was just w was like we just want a cash grab on this or if like i imagine they're gonna try and make a like a full franchise of this but like just it felt very forced and and rushed yeah i guess like it was not good it really was not good. Like, there's yeah. moments that were, like, fine, but it overall was not a good movie. Yeah, I didn't hate it, but I wanted to like it more. And I was so, I sad. would definitely recommend just waiting for it to hit it to be a max. If you do want to see it still, right, I right. would not recommend renting or buying this. No, no. This is, until you know you care enough. This is absolutely a streaming movie. Because, yeah, it's yeah. not anything to write home about. And I was really disappointed because I think I, I wanted more from it. Mm-hmm. I, I was very excited for it, and there were some parts that I was like, oh, this is cool. But for the most part, it was, eh. Yeah. So it's it's probably a burn it for me. It's a small slice for me. I still enjoyed seeing the, I guess, like the nostalgia of seeing the characters kind but of like, do I their feel thing like I'd again. rather just go watch the first movie again. That's true. Yeah. Like, you know, I was on uh, Pop Culture Leftovers back in early January mm-hmm. uh, before we took our break and yeah. um, they reviewed this movie and I think I gave it a low taste it mm-hmm. according to their rating system uh, and that was because I felt like somebody who really enjoyed the Matrix franchise could probably find appreciation for this yeah and uh, Jake brought up a good point he's like well you know like it's what you feel though like it's not about like you can see somebody else enjoying it it's like what do you feel about this right movie? right and so like now looking at it again like as we are talking about it it's like for me it yeah. is a burn it for yeah. our you know yeah it, you know it would have been so it would have been a toss yeah and so like it really wasn't a good movie yeah it's yeah. sad for me to say that because yeah like it, I, it hurts I, to say it but sometimes you know the matrix is. is like a big thing when like I was young when that first one came out and like, you know, it was like, was like 99 or something. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's definitely a, a small slice it from me cause I, I enjoyed it just because I'm, I don't know if anybody's noticed, but I'm not super picky 
Uh, so if I'm willing to finish the movie, it's usually <laughs> it's usually okay, you know. Gotcha. I wouldn't necessarily recommend anyone go out and like spend extra money for it, but I think it was an okay watch, you yeah. know. Even though some of the battle scenes were a little ridiculous, it was like, eh, you know. And well, okay. It just got out of hand. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Doctor Strange saw it and he's like, things just got a little out of hand. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't want to like spoil things. Not that I'm like like urging you to go watch it, but like it just like you know it just there's some real tropey things from like yeah other media outlets that like you're just like oh yeah you did that. Yeah. And it's so awkward in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they were just trying to think of like, what's the popular thing right now? And just try and force that into their plot. Yeah, that's true. All right. Should we move on? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> or should we fall into the next review? Yeah. That. <laughs> so we Moonfall. watched Moonfall. <laughs> Um, and this came out in theaters on February 4th this year. I don't think it's, it's probably, it's not still in theaters, I'm assuming. Depends yeah. where you are. Yeah. Um, but it may, I don't think it's any, on any streaming yet, but yeah. we'll see what happens. It was directed by Roland Emmerich and written by Roland Emmerich with Harold Closer and Spencer Cohen. And, um, basic plot of this, a mysterious force knocks the moon from its orbit around Earth and sends it hurtling on a collision course. With life as we know it. That's very, very vague. But... It's, I mean, it's a disaster movie, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a movie that's based... just like a bunch of shit's going to get destroyed. See how cool it looks. Yes. Uh, over the top. Unrealistic. But you're having a great time. Yes, exactly. It's, it's Fast and the Furious meets space, I'd say. I mean, it's okay. Sure. Um, we have, we see Halle Berry is in this and she hasn't been anything in a while. Uh, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I remember what happened when we were watching this. <laughs> yeah. So we can confirm it is her. It is her. Yeah. So I. <laughs> what did uh, she say? You were like, oh, just really giving off Halle Berry vibes. Yeah. <laughs> like, the, like in theater. Yeah. Like whispering to you, like, oh, this, this actor gives out. Real Halle Berry vibes to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. And like, I just kept saying, you're like, what? And I'm just like, keep repeating myself. And then I heard and Halle Berry. You're like, yeah. Like, and I was yeah. like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, okay, wow. Guess she understood that it had the same vibes. <laughs> and then at the credits, I realized it was Halle Berry. I was like, yeah. oh. Oh. <laughs> I was like, what were you trying to say I was then? like, it looks like her. <laughs> it talks she like acts her. like her. Yeah. Um, she's looking really good for her age. Yeah, it's pretty fucking impressive. I don't know how old she is, but I imagine she's older than me. <laughs> yeah. And she looks younger than me. Yeah. So she is fifty-five. Okay. Yeah, she's looking really good for fifty-five. Yeah, she looks incredible for fifty-five. It's amazing what money and celebrity can do. Um <laughs> I'm not better. <laughs> not better. Um, also Patrick Wilson, yeah. you might know him as Ocean Master, Yeah, <laughs> was in this as well. Yeah. He likes to be in things that have to do with tides. Yeah. 
Uh, Michael Pena was in this as well. We've seen him in the Ant-Man movies pretty oh, right, recently. Right, right. And John Bradley from Game of Thrones. He's, um, what is his name? Samuel Tarly in Game of Thrones. He's the, okay. the one that wants to go study with the... Yeah, he's the book nerd. Yes, he's the book nerd, exactly. <laughs> um, book nerd to hero. And he plays like a conspiracy theorist or whatever mm-hmm. in this and who ends up helping save the day, which is pretty yeah. cool for him. It had real uh, Independence Day vibes, but like... Like a smaller scale, I guess. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of Independence Day, maybe a little bit of Armageddon mm-hmm. crossed with The Day After Tomorrow. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and I think, actually, I think the director might be tied to those movies. But, um... <laughs> that would not be surprising. It, I mean, it's a fun, solid film. Like, I obviously you can't go to see it in the theaters, I don't think, at this point. But, yeah. like, it's, it's a fun movie. And, like... If you can just, like, take it like a Fast and Furious type thing where you're just like, yeah, this is not realistic and this is ridiculous, but I'm having a good time. Yeah. You will have a good time. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. You totally called it. It's the same director as Independence Day and The Day After Tomorrow. Okay. There you go. That's why it feels a lot similar to those. So if you liked those, (laughs) you'll probably like Moonfall. (laughs) I feel like they did a little too much with, like, the storytelling, like, trying to, like, tie in, like, backstory with him and his, like, like relationship with his son yeah and how it connects to the events of this like I, yeah I, there was some like personal life stuff he that could just yeah. have to say of the day had nothing to do with his kid like yeah. i don't know it just yeah it felt yeah. like it was like tacked on stuff that wasn't necessary but like it didn't hurt it i guess yeah a lot of people care about like the like personal relationship stuff whereas you and i are probably both here for okay what's the disaster and how are yeah. you gonna fix it <laughs> Yeah. So is the moon going to fall or... <laughs> or what are we here for? Yeah. <laughs> I don't give a shit if you have daddy issues. <laughs> yeah. Guess what? Those are going away. Yeah. One way or the other here. <laughs> exactly. So it's really in your best interest to let the moon fall. Yeah. If you think about it's it. True. At this point. You're not it wrong. It will solve your problems. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it was a lot of fun. Uh, a bit predictable, I think. Yeah. That makes sense. And I, but like at the same time, I kind of hope that they do something with this franchise, like kind of take it forward. Cause I think it was fun. Uh, it was fun. The conspiracy theory, like a uh, construct that they used and how that kind of like tied into like everything. Yeah. And I know it was kind of more used as this, like for the jokes of, you know, like landing jokes, mm-hmm. but like, I think they could go somewhere with that whole, like idea with like other conspiracy theories in future movies oh yeah totally they could make a conspiracy they could make a movie for every conspiracy theory that (laughs) exists basically (laughs) they could make a it was like a marvel cinematic universe but it'll be like a conspiracy conspiracy universe universe. yeah yeah definitely that was a lot of fun i'd say if this hits streaming servers definitely check it out I'd rent it even if uh, that's a possibility anytime soon. Oh, but yeah. I, but I do feel like it's one of those movies that like you're, you'll watch it and you'll probably never watch it again. But like it's enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, it's a fun you know disaster movie. If mm-hmm. you, I don't know what's not to like about those personally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what's your rating for this one? Uh, I'm gonna say large slice it. Okay. I yeah. thought it was fun. I'd say large slice for me as well. Yeah. I think it was a solid film. Agreed. Much better. Than Independence Day Resurrection, or the hell that movie was called. 
Yeah. Resurgence, I think. Resurgence. Maybe. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Both of which were better than Matrix. Resurrections. Fair. (laughs) All right. Moving on. We talked about this earlier. We did see Uncharted. It came out uh, mid-February. Directed by Ruben Fleischer. 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 Ruben Fleischer. Screenplay by Rafe Lee Judkins, Art Markham, and Matt Holloway. Those are all fake names. <laughs> yeah, they don't sound real. <laughs> uh, plot is based off the Uncharted games. Uh, pretty much he is a Indiana Jones type character who goes looking for relics and treasures. Yeah, he's in like uh, an explorer slash treasure hunter. Yep. Yeah. And him and his uh, elderly companion, Sully. Mm-hmm. Who's not so elderly in this movie? Yeah, no shit. <laughs> so Tom Holland plays Nathan, Nathan Drake. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg plays Sully, and the two of them pretty much go on the uh, mission for the first time to go find some treasure. Yep. Of course, there's an antagonist and a bunch of action along the way. Yeah, Antonio Banderas is in this, mm-hmm. and then uh, Sophia Ali plays Chloe Fraser, who's. Mm-hmm closely involved with the two main characters in and out yeah of... yeah she she works at in and out <laughs> whatever <laughs> there's a scene where they go into an in and out she is one of the characters from the uncharted lost legacy game if anybody is wondering mm-hmm. about that she's also was introduced in the uncharted 2 game right and so yeah. that's where she spun off into the right. other yeah the other game uh so okay so for this game for this movie we really didn't have very high expectations, especially with all like the the drama that seemed like this was having with filming. And, right. Um, overall, I think the takeaway for me was this movie is fun and enjoyable, but forgettable. Yeah, it, it kind of gives me... I was really excited for it because I thought it would be a fun plot to see as a movie, but it kind of came off more as like a generic action movie. It just felt very slow at moments. Yeah. Um, I overall felt like they had a good idea of what to do, but like it felt like it didn't have anything that stood out as its own. You know, like we, we've had Indiana Jones, we've had National Treasure. It felt right, like a right. mix of those two kind of movies. The f- this movie felt a lot of National Treasure through the first half and yeah. then the leather second half of like Indiana Jones and maybe it's just really hard to like do because they've been such staples of exploring and treasure yeah. hunting and stuff in media but like I don't know the, the, the my problem with Tom Holland in this was like I felt like I couldn't see him as Nathan Drake he just felt like Peter, Peter Parker, Parker <laughs> Peter Parker going up on a little ex- bit exploration without his powers yeah i guess yeah and maybe that's just because of like him being cemented as that character for so long mm-hmm. but like it didn't felt but, like he to be fair i feel like there is some similarities between the characters because they're both kind of this like snarky humor type situation right yeah but he doesn't really have that snark in the spider-man movies he doesn't oh. not really oh, okay i thought he did he's more just like the like goofball like that's true. He's less okay. Fine, but it's... he's a he's a child for sure in those movies. This movie yeah. he was supposed to be believable of this like young man who's an expert, bartender. charming and clever and <laughs> yeah, 
good at what he does which i feel like it was kind of hard to like take him as that character because like as far as we're aware this is like his first mission Mm -hmm. but somehow he's got all of these skills to do all this stuff yes so they missed out there's a lot of sections that they could have given a little bit more explanation backstory wise about like Mm -hmm. how he because they kind of give you his origin and then where he's at now, but there's no explanation of how he would have gotten the skills to succeed at this. I mean, they kind of like established that he had to like fend for himself to survive as a yeah, but a kid out fending of for like... yourself to survive and like being an expert at martial arts or whatever are different. Mm-hmm. So, okay. <laughs> or not necessarily martial arts, but like being able to do hand-to-hand combat with, like, a trained killer and, like, survive. Yeah. Those are different things, in my opinion. So I feel like a little bit more elaboration on that would have been good. Okay. Like, as far as the game goes, like, it, I feel like they did a really good job of giving the environment, making it feel like it was an Uncharted game come to life. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, they definitely had the staple scenes, you know, the, the cargo plane that was in the trailer, I think. Stuff like that. They had moments... The one thing that was a little cringe to me was him getting his outfit that we know from the game. It felt very <laughs> like so funny. it felt very like Han Solo, how yeah. he got his name. Yeah. <laughs> in that movie. Yeah, true, true. Um, but like I guess so. I can't expect a lot out of that. But yeah. like, um, I thought it was yeah. like it was silly. It felt like less meaningful than it should have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It made me laugh, but I don't think that it was supposed to. Yeah. But they had a lot of, like, moments that felt like they were very game, like, uh, nods, you know, uh, just things that he'd find. Puzzles or whatever that they had to complete, essentially. Stuff like that, yeah. Yeah. There was one moment, oh, there was a cameo from the voice actor from the games, and I thought that was fun. Yeah, that was fun. Overall, though, it's its own story, right? It's, It's It feels like they're trying to make a prequel to what the games are. Yeah. But they kind of used moments from all of the different games and kind of meshed them into their own story, right? Yes. He meets, it, it, it's kind of a prequel how he meets Chloe. It's a prequel to the first game, it feels like. You know, he hasn't met some of the characters that he's met in that first game. Soli's younger. He doesn't have his mustache in this, right? So, yeah. Which is weird. Mm-hmm. I will say, though, I think, I think. Tom and Mark, because we're all on first name basis now. Yeah, your buddies. Um, I feel like they had really good chemistry Yeah. in this movie. I think that they did really well together. And so I am kind of hopeful that they can do more with those characters and kind of grow that relationship. Because I, it feels like they're trying to make this into a franchise. Right? Oh, easily, yeah. So they kind of, I think there was even a tease for another movie at the end. So stay after the credits if you ever see this. I think yeah. it's still in theaters. yeah. Yeah, I think they did a good job with, like, meshing the different games, uh, like, subplots and all this stuff. They, they kind of set up, like, backstory with him and his brother, like you see in, like, one of the later games. But they do it early on in this, as opposed to when they did it in the games, right? So... Right. It's very clear that they're trying to set up universe-type things for this franchise to have later on. Yeah. It definitely seems like there's it's opening up some doors that can go in branching directions. Um, I think having not played all of the uncharted games, I don't have as, I'm not as familiar with Nathan Drake's character, Mm -hmm. but I enjoyed what Tom Holland put out there in his performance. I thought that was, I thought it was entertaining. I thought 
um, the woman who played Chloe was legit. Too. I think she was the standout for me. Yeah, I think she did a great job as that character, and yeah. I, I hope that she does continue to be a role in future movies. Yeah, which I mean, I imagine she would have to be. Yeah, but um, I think she was probably my favorite of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked her a lot. Okay. So overall, um, I would say it was a large slice for me. Yeah, large slice for me too. I, I think it was a lot better than I thought it would be. Um, but also I don't feel like I'll probably ever go back to it. Mm-hmm. It just feels I like... I probably would watch it again after I play the games because I do intend to play those games mm-hmm. at some point. That's one thing it did do though. It got me wanting to go play the games again. So, yeah. uh, you know, I'm going to... So I guess their mission worked. <laughs> Yeah, and of course that's like what their idea is, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, people who aren't familiar with this are going to go, hopefully go play the games after seeing this movie. Yeah. Or vice versa. They have the games, like, oh, I'm going to go watch that movie. It makes me want to go play the games and then come back and watch the movie again to see if I have better context. Mm-hmm. You've already played them, so you probably already have the context. Yeah, and I think that's like, there was a lot of like Easter egg type things throughout this movie that were very fun to watch because they, they are little nods to the, to the games mm-hmm. to an extent. Yeah. But it really was a lot of stuff that you didn't necessarily have to play the games to really understand. Like they pretty much spelled it out for you. Yeah. All right. It's time for our uh, cake topper. Yeah. Yeah. We watched The Batman in theaters. It came out on March 4th. And interestingly, we had a little news article talking about the earnings so far. It has made $598 million worldwide in earnings as of today, which is kind of a lot. <laughs> so yeah it's on good track i'd say yeah definitely thank you amc yeah <laughs> uh it was directed by matt reeves and written by matt reeves with peter craig and the kind of generic summary is batman who has been fighting crime in gotham city for two years uncovers corruption while pursuing the riddler a serial killer who targets gotham's elite that's about as generic as you can go, but you don't want to give too many details, I suppose. Um, bigger other big cast we have obviously Robert Robert Pattinson plays Bruce Wayne or Batman, Zoe Kravitz plays Catwoman, Selena Kyle, and uh, Jeffrey Wright is Commissioner Gordon. Andy Serkis plays what is his name? the Butler, whatever his name is. Yeah, the Butler. <laughs> well, I mean that's what he is, right? Yeah. I guess he's not really in this. It's yeah, Alfred. Alfred, thank yes. you, Jesus. Alfred Butler. Jeffrey, <laughs> Andy Circus plays Alfred, and Colin Farrell plays the Penguin, uh, and Paul Dano is the Riddler. Um, so there was a lot of, um, I think, shit talk about this movie because of, like, before it came out, because of Robert Pattinson. Yeah, that was kind of the big narrative, I feel like, was yeah. that, like, people weren't excited for him as Bruce Wayne, yeah. the Batman. Yeah. Uh, just because of the whole Twilight thing. Right. Uh, and I get that, but like he's done so many uh-huh. other movies. He's he's such a yeah, he's such a method actor beyond Twilight. Uh, I'm kind of surprised. I guess it's like people don't realize how much he's done since Twilight maybe. I know there's been so many things that I don't know, it just shocked me when people were still Yeah, give you the shocker. No. It just surprised me when people were still associating him with only the Twilight series. Yeah, yeah, I mean. But they still do that with Kristen Stewart. And yeah, and she's she's been a nominee for the Oscars for uh, Spencer. I think Spencer, right? Yeah, so. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think 
he did a great job at selling this character. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, Bruce Wayne was a weak part of this, but I don't think that's his fault. I think it's just to me, it felt like the character was more supposed to be centered around him wanting to be Batman. Yeah. And the detective side of his character. Keep in mind, this is like an early, I think it was like, it was his second year as Batman in this. Yes. And like, so like, he's not really out there in the public as a hero. He's more just like this myth and legend that people keep hearing about mm-hmm. in the shadows. And, and like, they're kind of more scared of him than they are like hopeful of his yeah. uh, crime fighting. Right. Exactly. It's like, they don't know what he is. is. Is he just beating up anybody? Yeah. People are scared of him and like, it just, uh, to me, it doesn't. I don't know if people are just not paying attention to what he's doing because it it always shocks me whenever you have like movies like this or mm. plot lines like this where people are like, well, I'm scared of this person. Well, I think the whole idea is supposed to be that he's so stealthy that he isn't ever seen or heard. But like, so nobody knows. He's also directly dealing with the, the police department and all yeah. that in this movie. Yeah. Uh, which is a completely different take, I feel like, than the other movies. Yeah. That's true. But it's clearly like frowned upon by some parts of the police as yeah, well. Yeah. So overall it was a pretty dark tone. I'd um, say it's darker than any of the stuff we've seen so far. Yeah. I'd say it, it felt like they were trying to do the dark knight in a new take. Yes. Um like, but that's not like a bad thing. Like, no, it like felt a darkness. Very level. similar, yeah. but like I think it stood out as its own thing. Yeah. I think there's a lot of highlights. I think he had good chemistry with uh Zoe Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz. Definitely. As Catwoman. I know there's been some criticism about her character, but um, I think they had good chemistry. Jeffrey Wright, I think, was a solid Gordon. Yeah. I guess he's not commissioner yet in this. Right. He's like lieutenant or whatever. Yeah. Um, My only complaint, I feel like, personally, I guess Paul Dano did a good job with his character, but I felt a little underwhelmed by what the character looked like. Because it was just him. Because it was just him. Just and he was Paul. just You're like, Where, where's generic, Jim Carrey's uh, bright orange hair? Yeah, just kind of like... The fuck is this? Where's his green leotard? Generic looking guy that's like the... I don't know. I was just kind of like, meh. It, it, they were going for a much more serious grounded tone, right? Yeah. We're, we're getting a Riddler who's like more <laughs> like a serial killer type. Yeah, I was looking for an orange Seven. Plot. It felt like yeah. Seven was... A, I mean, the plot was very similar, I'd say, you know. Okay. A mystery killer, yeah. you know, the Zodiac, if you will, right, type right. stuff. And... I was just looking for an orange flat top and I didn't get that, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this movie sucks. Because <laughs> I'll just shit in this diaper for two and a half hours. <laughs> I just thought... I don't um, know what I expected. Obviously, it wasn't Jim Carrey, but I don't know. It just wasn't that. So, it was... Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's a completely different take, of course. Obviously. I Like I said, I don't think I was expecting Jim Carrey, but I... He was exactly what I expected, because, yeah. like, seeing him in, like, other roles, like, it felt like the character was very similar to what he's done in the past. Okay. The one thing... I'm just, I'm just so, like, confused with what they're doing with this, like, franchise, because it's, like... I feel like... The general audience isn't going to know that this is, like, a standoff. Like, it's not connected to the DCEU. Yeah. Um, it's, like, its own thing, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, 
it's just very confusing because like then you have the Joker, which is like its own thing and like a completely different decade. It's like they are not gonna mesh. So it's just like you have all these different Batman stories that are just like one offs essentially. Yeah. But there's no way they're not trying to make this into a like a sequel from this one, right? Yeah, you would think. It doesn't seem like they're ready to end it because of how yeah. things went down. So it's a really good movie. It's slow though. I feel yeah. like it kind of had that same thing. You know, Joker did the same thing where it was a slow movie. It's a slow burn, but it's good. Yeah. And I think that this one has a lot of fun action moments that people expect, but it also has a lot of the um, slow burn conversational storytelling. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a lot more focused on his detective work than than we've seen before, and yeah. him kind of being able to solve things, find clues, mm-hmm. kind of get to the. The fight scenes were really, really cool because they were, mm-hmm. like, you know, the sound effects related to them. I don't know. They were It very... was in the trailer, but there's a, a moment where he gets, like, a assault rifle mm-hmm. to the chest like, yeah. in a hallway. He's beating people up. Yeah. And, like, I feel like that was better than the Daredevil shit we've yeah. seen. And that's, like, yeah. a big thing, that hallway fight in Daredevil. Yeah. I think it was, I don't know. I Overall, I really enjoyed it. I think it was interesting to see Batman in this kind of... I'm still learning stage. Yeah, and like you you could really I think that's what they did really well. I think Matt Reeves really highlighted those moments well because there's like a moment where he's trying to like take down a couple of thugs and he fucks up and yeah. he like I don't he's either tripped or I, whatever he did, he basically yeah. fucked up doing the stealth thing. Yeah. And then pretty much got his ass kicked and got like thrown over like a ledge or something. Yeah. And like he recovered yeah. in that whole scene, but like it kind of showed that he's, he's going to have to learn and adapt to how to approach the the criminals and, and all these people that he's yes. going to have to interact with throughout this Definitely. this universe. He, he's a much more brute force in this movie. And I think it's going to show him learning to be a little bit more quiet and, and yeah. stealthy yeah. with his approach. Yeah, because you can see his heavy movements. Mm-hmm. Like when he's walking in his suit or whatever, it's like very loud. And it mm-hmm. feels like heavy steps. Yeah. So I think you're going to have to, you would have to see some kind of evolution of his ability yeah. to traverse. I, lo- I love the suit though. Yeah. I think this is probably my favorite version of the bat suit. And I'm kind of torn because I feel like they're obviously going to have to change it yeah. and have it grow with the character. But like, I kind of love it. I think all I knew to need, all I knew, all I need to do <laughs> to change it initially is to make feet lighter. Oh, I I think the legs are the probably the, my favorite part of the. Oh, okay. How like they're armorized like, it they, looks. They're they're very like transformery to me. <laughs> I was looking more like Halo. Yeah. Okay. Boot. I can like, see that. Maybe that's just because I like that style. Yeah. Like obviously it's Batman, so like you, you know people think like oh like tights. <laughs> yeah. If you want him to be stealthy, he's gonna have to get smaller boots. That's all I'm saying. Because basically it sounded like he was walking on metal with what the fuck he had going on. Like steel toe boot situation. Mm -hmm. Like he needs something lighter to be able to disappear quietly. Yeah. But they did a great job at kind of expanding and like kind of setting up future stuff with this movie. Oh yeah, Uh, definitely. We we saw characters that weren't big roles, but like they are going to hopefully be something going forward. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, we haven't really talked much about Colin Farrell as the Penguin. He was a great part of this so movie. so fucking cool. Yeah. I still don't understand how that's him, but somehow it is. Yeah. 
Well, it was like on social media, someone brought up like, where's the transformation video yeah. of him becoming That's what I the know. penguin and because makeup like, and stuff? Because Colin Farrell is an objectively attractive man. Yeah. And the penguin oh, is not. You wouldn't have sex with the penguin? No. Oh, <laughs> wow. It would have to be a lot of money involved. <laughs> he could pay you in fish. Uh, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. good. <laughs> Pass on that. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I would love to see that transformation. Yeah. That's nuts. I'm, that'll probably be like on a Blu-ray yeah. extra or whatever. True. Hopefully. Yeah, this is a good movie. Uh, it's you know again we've we've said how long it is. It's two and a half hours. It's a very long movie. My ass was hurting, mm-hmm. I think halfway through, but that's just because our theater has terrible seats. It does, yeah. Hence my. And by terrible, you mean they're just normal theater seats and not like the fancy new recliners. <laughs> right? I mean, they just I this specifically this theater. I always have trouble with like certain movies where my like I just it's just I start getting uncomfortable. No, I know. I'm not, and I don't know. I I'm, feel like it's the seat. I'm not throwing shade. I'm being okay. It was like we went we were at so often for so long we were at the the AMC where they had recently remodeled and mm. they were like really nice fancy recliners. Okay. And so we're back to like the old school theater seats. Yeah, okay. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Which is funny because other Regals have the fancy the recliner seats. type thing too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just not ours. Just not ours. We're lucky. I'm like not that. mad. No, I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter. <laughs> All right. So yeah, I, I I had a great time with the Batman. Mm-hmm. I am more inclined to those slow burn type storytelling though. So for me, it's a dissect it. I really enjoyed this movie. I want more of it. And so I'm ready for it. It was a large slice it for me um, because I think it was a little bit, I don't know. It was just not, not quite a hundred percent for me, but I, I did really enjoy it, but I don't, find myself wanting to go tell everybody to go watch it i'm like i recommend it if somebody asks me about it but i'm not going around you know mm-hmm. i don't well because of the length i, I yeah, keep bringing that up lot. but it's like not everybody's gonna be able to deal with that yeah especially if they're bringing their kids and it's also i wouldn't like, bring your kids though no do not bring your kids i know it's, it's pg-13 but like again it does not feel like a kid's movie to me yeah. there's moments that are very uncomfortable uh-huh yeah so yeah i'm saying i'm gonna say large slice for me okay but i would watch it again yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking forward to it yeah. coming back to HBO Max yeah. on. Yeah, I'm kind of curious April to check it out again to see what I missed because I was like somebody coughed in a theater or something stupid, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it was our least painful theater visit in a while, right? That's one thing I was kind of surprised about. I don't think there was a lot of people in this theater, yeah. and that we went the opening night. Yeah, we so were we were early. Though. It was an earlier showing, so maybe yeah. that's why. But yeah. like, it, I was surprised how not populated the theater was True. for what this movie was but it's apparently doing well thanks to amc so yeah <laughs> thanks to amc <laughs> only them <laughs> <laughs> all right uh that does it that's everything that we watched well that's everything we're going to tell you we watched yeah. so far and that's it for our movies and tv segment so thanks everyone for listening if you're enjoying the show check out our facebook page Dissecting This Fiction Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at DTFpod. Or you can send us an email directly to DTFpod at gmail.com. While you're at it, please don't forget to subscribe, rate our podcast, or even leave us a review on your podcast service. If you don't mind, you can head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating or review on there because apparently that's what gets people noticed. Um, We would really appreciate any kind of reviews or ratings you guys could leave us so that we could get some uh, exposure. 
Also, you can check out our website, dtfcast.com. And stick around for our gaming news coming up next. Welcome back to Dissecting This Fiction for our part two gaming yeah. of the podcast this evening. <laughs> or day. Yeah, we don't know when they're uh, listening. Yeah, whenever you're yeah, listening. Yeah. <laughs> just fill in the time period for that. Yeah. Since we've been gone for a while, we've obviously played quite a few games, but we're going to just do this welcome back episode with some news, some upcoming releases, the basics, and then we'll start getting through some reviews of actual uh, game reviews um, in the upcoming episodes. Just yeah. fair warning. But just a tease. I'm 80 plus hours into Horizon Forbidden West. Yeah. <laughs> so expect that one. Probably next week. I still haven't even finished the first game, so. <laughs> yeah. So you've been playing Horizon Zero Interest? It's not that I'm not interested. <laughs> it's just a lot. This is a big game. I feel like it is. Yeah, anyway. I mean, you could just go straight campaign and not worry about side stuff. Yeah, but I'm not very good. So I found whenever I uh, wanted to just go straight through campaign, I needed to go do side stuff to power up or level up or whatever so that I could get through. That's true. That's true. Because I'm playing it. I think I ended up changing it to like the easiest difficulty and I'm still not that great. So um, I'm enjoying it. I enjoy the story and the side stuff. So it's just, I'm just going to go through it at whatever pace I can. Yeah, I swept through that right before the release of Forbidden West so I could get the rest of the trophies. I went Mm -hmm. back to the DLC I was stuck on. Unfortunately, I had to like restart the entire game. Yikes. Because of the difficulty I was on. I was stuck in the DLC and I couldn't like get out of that spot. So Mm -hmm. I had to start the whole game over on a lower difficulty, finish the DLC, and then start the game over again. On the hardest difficulty and just... <laughs> to do New Game Plus or whatever it was. Yeah, New Game Plus, yeah. just beeline right through For the, trophy. the story. Like, yeah. I was so maxed out, it didn't matter. I was able right. to get through it quickly. Yeah, that's but, crazy. Yeah. Just in time for Forbidden West. Yeah, you seem to be really enjoying that. Yeah. yeah. I've finished the game, but I had to go back and get, like, a couple trophies still. Gotcha. But that's for another time. Yes. All right, let's get into what we are interested in. For releases. Yeah, it's coming up soon. Already came out or will be coming out. First up on Xbox Games with Gold, um, they have The Flame and the Flood from March 1st through the 31st available if you have that. Um, Street Power Soccer is available from March 16th to April 15th. And SpongeBob's Truth or Square is available March 16th through the 31st. I might check that one out. (laughs) Because I don't know what it is. But I like Spongebob. So. I mean, I feel like it's going to be a play on Truth or Dare. I feel like that too. It's also Spongebob, so it's probably going to be like pretty easy. Because I'm assuming it's meant for kids. So probably. I'll let you know how it goes. Okay. <laughs> um, also, Guardians of the Galaxy has been on Game Pass since March 10th. So if anybody was waiting to play mm-hmm. that. Also a game I think we played. And I don't know if we had our review about that before we uh, took our break. So Yeah, I don't know if we did either. But, um, yeah, that's available if anybody has Game Pass and hadn't played that yet. Check it out. Solid game. Mm-hmm. Definitely worth the uh, free admission. Yes. <laughs> Crossfire X is on Game Pass as well. And um, Tunic came out on March 16th and also on PC. But um, I bring that one up because I think I played a demo of that or something. It's like a Yeah, we box. played the demo back, I think it was like the, the last E3 
Yeah. It's like a little fox uh, Zelda. Zelda situation. Yeah. yeah. It's cute. Difficult as fuck. Yeah. That game had yeah. A, it was one of those like dungeon crawler type mm-hmm. difficulties. Um, also, that is on Game Pass. Oh, okay. It cool. wasn't yeah. announced till like after it released, I think. Got it. I assume they wanted you to go buy the game and then. Oh, I'm sure. And then have you be pissed? <laughs> it's a smaller uh, developer. Yeah, yeah. I I think I rage quit that pretty early on, even though I wanted to like it, but I couldn't do it. I finished the demo, but it was, um, it was difficult. Infuriating. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it was at the point where I was just like, I spent so much time getting through the demo that I was just like, I'm, I gotta finish it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, PlayStation for PlayStation Plus, Ark Survival Evolved on PS4 is going to be available. Team Sonic Racing on PS4 and Ghost Runner on PS5. Yeah, only PS5, unfortunately, for everyone who doesn't have a PS5. I think this is the game that is technically an Xbox title now, but was exclusive contract or whatever at the time. Mm -hmm. So it's Going to be on Xbox after it's been on PlayStation for whatever amount of time. Oh, okay. And then, of course, Ghost of Tsushima Legends is available for PS5 and or PS4 and PS5, uh, the standalone multiplayer. Yeah. So I guess it's a bonus game this month. Okay, it's not so it's not the game; it's just DLC for the game. Yes. That's my under- It's a standalone multiplayer component of Ghost of Tsushima. So do I need to go buy the PS5 version? Do I have to upgrade? Because you remember it was like $30 or something to get the upgrade? Oh. I didn't check into that. Because I know that they had a they had an upgrade, I think, that was free with the game. But then they had like one that was DLC based that you had to pay for mm. at the time. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just trying to figure out if this is like a complete thing or if I would still be buying something. I don't think you have to buy anything. Oh, it does say, though, that if you claim Ghost of Tsushima Legends on PS Plus, you'll be locked out of the Director's Cut PS5 upgrade discount. There's a discount for it? I guess. Like, if to upgrade your... The, the discount allows those who own Ghost of Tsushima on PS4 to upgrade to PS5 version, the director's cut, for twenty nine ninety nine. Okay. Yeah, so $30 to upgrade. Yeah. Okay, so if you own the director's cut on PS4 already, you can upgrade to PS5 version for nine ninety nine. Okay. But if you redeem the Legends PS Plus title, or already have, you'll be locked out of that discount in the future. Well, that's kind of stupid. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I didn't even see that the first time. I just looked it up right now. Seems pretty- Tell us you don't care about your consumers without telling <laughs> us you don't care about your consumers. Yeah, no kidding. It's an easy fix, but yeah. it says Well, now you I'm can- worried that I've already downloaded it. It says uh, there was no official and easy fix for this unfortunate circumstance, but you can contact Sony PlayStation customer support to ask for a refund of the Legends PS Plus standalone title. Doing that will then give you access to the Director's Cut PS5 upgrade discount again. So if you've made a mistake, <laughs> then you can reverse it. Okay. You just have to put, like, you just have to put effort inconvenient into it. effort into yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, speaking of upgrades, Uncharted Legacy of Thieves came out late January, and that is a $10 upgrade to go from the 
PS4 to the PS5 for, I think it was Uncharted Legacy and Uncharted 4. Mm-hmm. If you own just one of these games digitally, then mm-hmm. you, you, you're qualified for the $10 to get both games upgraded. So it kind of benefits people That's that only cool. bought one game. Yeah. Because they will get both games basically for $10 rather than yeah. just the one game. Yeah, if you got. send in Lost Legacy. Interesting. So obviously this was like a, a release that they did conveniently with the Uncharted movie. Mm-hmm. So anybody who wants to go back into those games on next gen, it's a good deal. Does it work if you have... Didn't we have Lost Legacy via PlayStation? No, we just had it digitally. I was thinking that we had it on PlayStation Plus or something like that, but it was just because. No, we have both games. Yeah, we okay. bought them both. Okay. Yeah. Just kidding. Yeah. So we were suckers. Yeah. We paid for both games. Idiots. Yeah. <laughs> you buy one game. Yeah. And you hope that five plus years later, there's a stealing <laughs> deal like this. Yeah. That benefits you. Lesson learned. Lesson learned. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West, as we established, uh, that came out PS4, PS5 on February 22nd. Again, I'll be talking about that probably next week. Gran Turismo 7, PS4 and PS5, came out on March 11th. Hearing some bad things about this game, having uh, microtransaction issues where you got to pay like thirty up to like $30 or something or $40 for vehicle DLC or some shit. I don't know. Like just to get like specific cars and stuff. I don't think it's mandatory for the game, but yeah. it sucks for people that want certain yeah. cars if that's how much it costs. Yeah, that's lame. Microtransactions are not the business, in my opinion. And this was on Xbox. I think it still is on Game Pass. The Ascent uh, is coming to PS4 and PS5 on March 24th. Yes. So look forward to that game if you feel like you've been missing out. Yeah. Or PlayStation. Switch came out uh, late January with a Pokemon Legends Ar- Arceus. Arceus? Yeah, sure. How, how do you say it? I would say Arceus. Arceus? Yeah. Let's do that on the list because it's Pokemon. Everyone likes Pokemon. Yep. Not, re- not really our jam. Yeah. But. Switch didn't have a whole lot to offer for so far this year. You know, I. F- I feel like I've been playing a bunch of games on Switch recently, and like I went back to look at the list, I'm like, oh, these are just games that came out like last year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when like, I was looking, I've been playing see... them so recently. I was like, oh, these had to have come out recently, right? Yeah. When I was looking to see what came out, it was all like, like even the Metroid ports. Dread was last year. Mm-hmm. So. And basically, most everything that's been coming out on Switch recently is multi-platform, mm-hmm. not just Switch. Yeah. Oh, uh, you know, you know what? One thing though is uh, Mario Kart Eight is getting remade uh, tracks from previous games in like a season pass. So oh, right. that's okay. something for Switch. Yeah. Not anytime soon, but it is happening. Yes. I think they're releasing them in like multiple batches of tracks, but I think the first one's already out and it's $20. Or if you get the Nintendo 64 online upgrade, it's included in that service. Gotcha. For the uh, season pass. But like... If they're doing these batches, then like you'd have to pretty much have it for two years to even be able to experience all of that through the upgrade, just the through online the, through the online yeah way of playing it. Yeah, we did the math, and if you really want to play all of it, and you're not sure if you want the online upgrade for, for both for two years, then it's a better deal just to get the season pass, right? 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. well, I mean, 20 bucks is... It's 20 bucks, I think, for either one, right? So, you yeah, pay but, online, but if you pay for online, bucks. you're going to have to pay an additional $20 yeah. for the well, next year. Well, you're always going to have to pay for yeah. the online to, yeah. uh, to always have it. Assuming yeah. you care to play that. Exactly. Many years. Yeah. Down so, the road. if some of those uh, some of those tracks don't come out until the following calendar year, then you wouldn't have access unless yeah. you renew your You'd have your to online. renew again. Yeah. So, so, I guess in a way, it's double the price in yeah. that yeah. aspect. That's what we calculated mm-hmm. anyway. All right, multi-platform Rainbow Six Extraction came out late January. Uh, it's also on Game Pass for those who have it. I played a little bit of this. Not my cup of tea, but um, it's fine. Yeah, it, it's feels very generic zombie, whatever monster shooter to me. Got it. Uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven finally had it next gen upgrade come out in mid February. Yes. Looking for a sale on that because I'd be yeah. in playing the next gen yeah. for that one. Destiny 2 The Witch Queen uh, came out February 22nd. That's the next expansion for Destiny. Elden Ring. This is a big game right now. Yeah. It's on all consoles and PC. Uh, came out February 25th and pretty much social media feeds are all about talking about this game. It's very uh, very difficult Dark Souls type gameplay. Mm-hmm. I think it's from software who made it. Yeah. And GTA five. Wait. Again? Uh, again. <laughs> it's coming or came out mid March. Okay. Now I heard some bad things about this because I hear it looks good, but I've also heard that if you buy the upgrade for PS five or Xbox Series X, you no longer can have access to your old version. And you can't play with your friends online if they do not have the next-gen console as well. Wow. So you're pretty you much, much? <laughs> limiting your your friends list if you, yeah. you know. You're making a hard commitment. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder, they must have separate servers then. I, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I, I have to assume they'd probably be able to fix that over time for the cross-play in that sense. But maybe they, maybe they it's don't too care. much of a limitation. <laughs> they don't care. Yeah, I know, yeah. right? They don't seem to care about customers much, so. Uh, also, Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin uh, is out as of March 18th. There is a demo available for PS4 and PS5 if you want to check it out before committing to it. Uh, and then coming out later this week, we have Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Uh, that comes out March 25th. Yep. I'm still not sure how I feel about this one. Yeah. Because we're playing the... Uh, the ten dollar DLC thing that they had come out. Mm-hmm. I think the fact it that we haven't finished it feels is probably the same an indicator to of me how as just Borderlands. I don't yeah. know, but I have to assume that this will be slightly different than that. Because I think that was like based off DLC from Borderlands Two or something. Yeah, I just think the fact that we haven't even finished that DLC means says something. Yeah, <laughs> I mean I don't even know how long it is. I'm sure it's less than five hours. I would yeah. imagine. Yeah. All right, let's get into some of our uh, release announcements. Gotham Knights is officially coming out October 25th of this year until Ooh. it's delayed. <laughs> WB likes to delay their games. Yeah, that's true. They like to delay their movies, too. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> They're in the business to delay, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Suicide Squad has already been delayed to next year, 2023. No official date, just not this year. Okay. Which sucks. That's the one I was more excited about. 
Yeah. A Dead Space remake is officially coming out early 2023. But you're excited for that. Oh, yes, I am. <laughs> Not quite gaming, but gaming related. Super Nintendo World is rescheduled to open in the U.S. in 2023 at the Hollywood location for Universal Studios. Apparently, Orlando has to wait till 2025. So, for the first time ever, suck it, <laughs> Orlando yeah. Universal Studios. Yeah, we finally are getting yeah, they, something They first. always get shit first, right? Yeah. They had the, the Harry Potter stuff first, and then... And they still they have, have more Harry Marvel Potter stuff, stuff than we have. They the Spider-Man ride, and like yeah. Universal doesn't have that shit. Yeah, it's about time. So, suck it. <laughs> uh, good news for Resident Evil fans. Resident Evil 2... Three and seven are all getting next gen upgrades later this year. Uh, so it'll be free if you own any of those games for that game. It's not like Uncharted where you get all of them. Nice. It's just whichever one you have. Okay. Uh, and saves will transfer as long as you have an ink ribbon. Is okay. So are you serious or is it a joke? Because it could go either way. <laughs> it's a joke. Okay. <laughs> saves will just transfer. Because that would be an interesting fun thing yeah they just they sell an ink they, ribbon you have yeah, to go buy yeah. for the usb that you have to plug in <laughs> yeah. download your save and then put it onto the next gen yeah <laughs> no i just added that little okay effect for for the resident evil crowd got it they'll yeah. appreciate it yeah i'm sure they will good news and bad news for halo infinite season two arrives may 3rd However, the co-op mode for campaign has been delayed mm -hmm. yet again. Yeah. Indefinitely. I don't know when it's officially coming out. Yeah. but Which is kind of weird to think that that part is the part that's delayed. I don't know. It, I always I think of multiplayer. It seems weird that like, that's like something you couldn't just get put in easily. But like I yeah. don't know the yeah, obviously how I don't, the engine I don't works and all games. that. But like... I don't know. I'm wondering if it's something to do with the cross platforms of older Xbox Ones and the new gen. Mm -hmm. Like maybe it's struggling on the, the Xbox Ones or something when they have to get it right. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. But I do think that they're getting a lot of, of shit for this because it's like a lot of games have said they're going to have things and they don't when they launch. You know, Last of Us 2 had this whole thing about a multiplayer mode that was going to come out with the game. How many years has it been now? That <laughs> hasn't been released. Yeah. You know? They're just hoping people will <laughs> forget. GTA 5 never yeah. came out with its single player DLC that it claimed it was going to come out with. Yeah. You know why? Because they're like, oh, we could just make money online instead. Exactly. So, like, you know, companies do this. I don't it's not really, It's not Microsoft being evil. It's just... It is know. what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess I just care more about multiplayer for Halo, so mm -hmm. it's not as big of a deal to me, but like, I, there are people who really just care about campaign. Mm -hmm. uh, some bad news for PlayStation gamers. Forspoken has been delayed to October 11th of this year. Well, you brought up Nintendo earlier. There's actually a new mission and reward system for Nintendo Switch Online users, in case anybody's involved in that. Um, as of the end of February, there was a update that basically makes it so you can now earn what they're calling platinum points uh, using your online service. And then you redeem them, redeem them for rewards 
such as icon elements to customize your user icon. Um, and each week they're going to have a different theme and icon elements will be refreshed every week. So basically, if you like see something you like, you have to earn points and redeem them that week so that because otherwise it's going to go away potentially. Um, currently available until April 3rd are Animal Crossing New Horizons and Super Mario Odyssey related icon elements in case anybody's wanting to check this out. I assume they're giving it a longer period to start with since we're like yeah, just bringing that's on what I the customization feature. Um, yeah, I, I jumped on and just kind of checked it out a little bit. There was nothing that I was really that like, oh, I have to get this. But it's fun for people who want to have that yeah. variety in their customization on their dashboard and all that. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty much like giving challenges for games, right? Yeah, it seems kind of similar. I saw a couple of them that it seemed kind of similar to like the the Microsoft rewards with like mm-hmm. Game Pass or whatever. Yeah, not as in like you're not getting like actual money for the rewards, but um, it seemed kind of similar. Where it was like, oh, play this game or yeah. do whatever, earn whatever number of points doing something. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just nice to see that they're doing something. Yeah, some kind of interactive features will make it a more robust system mm-hmm. okay well uh we have a pretty big story yeah i'm sure everyone's heard about this by now microsoft has bought activision i think this was as of mid-january this happened yeah it's pretty I think it was january crazy. 18th the news broke that microsoft was acquiring activision and Sony fans were screaming, not again. <laughs> it's true. Like When I first saw it, I was like, this this can't be real. But <laughs> it, it's real. It happened. Yeah. It's happening. Mm-hmm. So obviously the big question is like, what did this mean for Call of Duty? Among, you know, the bigger games of Activision. Obviously yeah. you have Overwatch. That's a very popular game as well. Mm-hmm. I think they have Overwatch 2 set for... Sometime in the next couple of years. Warcraft, Diablo, these are all... They apparently have Candy Crush. Did you know that? I did not know so that. So they have a mobile game. I that was just like a bullshit mobile game. Yeah. <laughs> so, obviously Microsoft's planning to bring some of these games to Game Pass, right? Mm-hmm. But the big question was Call of Duty. Is that going to become an exclusive? According to a report in February, Call of Duty will not be a exclusive game at least for a while that's good so i mean microsoft is probably just like yeah we could just make a lot of money yeah (laughs) it seems like putting it on both consoles yeah at first i was like well what they'll probably do is make like warzone free to everybody on all platforms Mm -hmm. because that's like a buy our season pass bullshit yeah and then what they could do if this is even an option in the future make the call of duty yearly releases like the campaign side of that, make that maybe timed exclusive mm-hmm. on Game Pass to kind of incentivize people to go to Game Pass. Yeah. And then it will release on all consoles after, certain, you know, like six months or whatever it is. I don't yeah. know. Even th- you could do one month probably and benefit from it. Easily, yeah. Because who doesn't want to play it a month early, right? Yeah. I don't know. But it sounds like they're they're playing ball with, with PlayStation and they're going to allow... I mean, they contractually would have to for whatever games were, like, set to come out before they were buying them, right? Yeah. Also, at least so far, Microsoft has been seemingly not 
trying to gatekeep anything. Like, they, mm-hmm. they seem to be very p- big proponents. I mean, their of, whole marketing thing is, like, uh, gaming is for everyone, Yeah, right? exactly. So, they're not limiting their market to only people who mm-hmm. have an Xbox. You want to know how much they bought Activision for? How much? $68.7 billion. Jesus. I don't even... I can't even fathom that. <laughs> I didn't know they were worth that much. You could have told me 68000 I'd be like, wow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's nuts. Yeah. Must be nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a, a nice twist to the story. A couple weeks later, I think January 31st, uh, it was announced that Sony has now bought Bungie. <laughs> So they were like, hold my beer? <laughs> the I, Well, this is like nowhere near an acquisition no, level purchase. But they're this trying is only to... $3.6 for oh, wow. this acquisition. Okay. But uh, the days of our games or yeah. <laughs> as the world restarts yeah. of the gaming. As the world responds. Yeah. Microsoft, if I'm correct, they bought Bungie at one point. Mm-hmm. They let... Bungie buy themselves out to become independent. Mm-hmm. Activision bought Bungie. And then Bungie bought themselves out from Activision. Interesting. And then Microsoft bought Activision <laughs> after Bungie left. Okay. And now Sony has bought Bungie. Interesting. It's like a, you know, it's like they're, they're just, they're all fuck buddies. They're all just, yeah. they're all hooking up with each other. Yeah. It's a... They're just like rearranging the same pieces on the board. It's ridiculous. So I do you think I I think they've said that this has nothing to do with the Activision acquisition. But do you think Sony pushed harder to get this acquisition because of the Activision thing? The Activision purchase. I mean, in a... like, do you think it was like a flex to like let us have Call of Duty and we will let you have Destiny still? If is right. it, you think it's like a Insurance Scratch, policy? Yeah, insurance policy. There you go. <laughs> it could be. That's a good uh, point. Obviously, both these things would have to have been like in motion long before they were announced. But right. like, I'm sure in the industry, the companies know what's happening with the other companies, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It wouldn't be like someone was blindsided by this news. I can't imagine. <laughs> yeah. Someone had to have been like gossiping about it, right? right throughout yeah. the industry. Yeah. So... I, I, you know, that's a good term, insurance policy. Is that what this was, do you think? It definitely I mean, seems like it could be. Sony definitely needs to step it up in their first-person shooter category. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they've they had these games that they kind of let be forgotten, you know, mm-hmm. Resistance. That game's, has there hasn't been a new entry in that franchise for a very long time, since the PS3. Yeah. Killzone. Nothing's really happening with that since Vita had a game, Mercenaries, I think it was called. And, you know, we have the company behind that, Gorilla, working on Horizon. Yeah. So they're not going to be making any kill zone anytime soon. Right. So, I mean, getting Destiny would be a pretty big get for them. Mm-hmm. But from what I understand, they're going to allow Bungie to continue to be independent even though they own them so i don't know if that means destiny will be on other platforms as well still or if it's like they just will let them do what they're doing 
on PlayStation. I don't know. I guess we'll have to see. Another reason they could have wanted to buy this company is, I mean, we've been talking with the movies and TV section. You know, they're mm-hmm. probably, they're pushing for their games to other outlets like movies and TV, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe Sony sees a big opportunity with getting Destiny under their umbrella to then use in their PlayStation Studios as a movie franchise. Yeah. Or a TV show. That's true. They might be just trying to accumulate properties. Because it's got such a big lore of, you know, universe building. Yeah, Destiny would be a good candidate for like an animated series or animated whatever. Oh yeah, we'll probably, maybe we would it, see like a Destiny. It seems a little bit Netflix anime or something. Yeah, I don't feel like I don't think we're in a place where a live action version of the Destiny stuff would take off. But that's gonna be all depending how Halo does in this that's next. That's true. That's true. Those next couple months, I think it'll give us a good idea of because it, it'll be the same type of scope and. And budget, I would imagine, for world building. Maybe, yeah. I feel like there's a lot of crazy, like, magical powers and shit in Destiny that maybe I just don't know Halo very much, but I it felt like Halo seemed more grounded to me. Yeah, it's more of a soldier yeah. war type thing, but, like, he, he's a super soldier. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, but that's super soldiers are, like, okay, sure. Yeah, but there's aliens and stuff. Yeah, that maybe makes sense. Eat the brutes. Yeah. You know? It just seems like there's, to me, it seems like there's so much going on with Destiny mm-hmm. with the various different, like, power classes or whatever, and then, like, all the different shit, like, all the different stories that have happened in the lore. Mm-hmm. It just seems like it would be too complicated to do, and very niche, like, not everybody is going to be into that. So it'd be a safer bet for them to go animated. But regardless, it still could earn the money. Yeah. I was just commenting I mean, on it. I do both. Yeah, I true. Mean, <laughs> anyways, it's just, it's so crazy, though, the gaming world we're in now it's it really does feel like third party is kind of i mean there's so many companies out there that it's not but it does feel like third party is kind of disappearing yeah and it's more about an arms race of first party ownership yeah it does seem um, that way. Not, not to say that they're not going to be on multi multi-platforms but like technically they're owned by competitors right yeah as we said, you know, Call of Duty sounds like it's probably going to stay on, on PlayStation. But that benefits Microsoft because, one, they're making the money. And, two, they're slapping Xbox branding on a PlayStation screen. True. So, you keep playing that game, they're going to keep getting that brand recognition mm-hmm. on PlayStation. And maybe that will turn a couple gamers, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that'll, that'll turn some gamers over to, to the other side. Right. Uh, we've said it many times. Like it does feel like consoles are kind of not as important anymore, and yeah. it's 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 shifting to streaming. Yeah, especially and like given devices the- will probably just be anything you have at some point mm-hmm. when it comes to it, and it's going to be about the software, not the hardware. Yeah, yeah, because especially if you're putting, like you said, Xbox branding on a PlayStation screen, you could try Xbox games without buying an Xbox console. You could do cloud gaming, mm-hmm. or you could do it on a computer and just with a controller. Yeah. So uh, the the Steam Deck, I think it's called, that that just yeah. came out recently. Mm-hmm. I just saw uh, that they actually have found a way to put Game Pass on the Steam Deck. So, oh, so Microsoft has so Game you're Pass. Saying that it's more powerful than an iPhone. 
<laughs> yes, I am. Okay. So yeah, so you can you could play Game Pass on on your little portable PC. Nice. Anyways, it'll be very interesting to see what happens with these uh, the ownerships and like what it means for some of these franchises. Whether they're gonna be becoming exclusives at some point, like obviously contractually, like whatever games were in development before the buyout would still have to come out on whatever consoles, right? But mm-hmm. like five years from now, like could we see Call of Duty turn exclusive, or could we see destiny turn exclusive that seems unlikely but i i guess i don't know that's a good point all right moving on uh march 9th there was a state of play that went over some stuff um this is actually where we got our forespoken delay announcement we didn't really say it was a delay but it was obvious when the date was later than it was originally <laughs> not a whole lot of exciting stuff in this one but there was some stuff worth talking about um Capcom really shit the bed, though. The first announcement they had at this thing is a game called Exo Primal. Mm-hmm. And it's released for 2023. The new IP using exosuits where you fight dinosaurs. It's coming out on PS4 and PS5, as far as we know. I don't know about Xbox, but I. this also was a state of play, so it's possible it could be on Xbox. Um, when this was first premiering it really really looked like we were getting a new dino crisis game yeah and then it just slowly got weird and confusing mm-hmm. and next thing you know it's raining dinosaurs and they're just <laughs> shoveling them up with these exosuits it's like what the fuck is happening yeah. and they're like falling from the sky but not it's splattering like anywhere weather portals are just raining yeah. dinosaurs yeah. and like it felt very um what was the ea game that didn't do well Titanfall? No. Oh. <laughs> Tell us what you really think of Titanfall. <laughs> oh, it's um, Anthem? Anthem, thank yes. you. Sorry. I was thinking of Anthem, but I was... <laughs> it's fine. Whatever. <laughs> the unofficial Iron Man game, right? Yeah. So, it felt very much like that. Like they, I don't think they really said it was a game as service, but it sure as fuck felt like it was a game yeah, as service looking definitely. at it. I think the biggest disrespect we got in this trailer was there was a redhead who looked like Regina from Dino Crisis. <laughs> they're just trolling. Yeah, there's trolling us <laughs> at this point. It's just so crazy, kid. It's like you have these properties that people want to see remakes or sequels to, mm-hmm. and then you just go and don't make them. Yeah. They're like, we're going to make something. Just similar enough to piss you off. They're clearly (laughs) obsessed with the idea of game of service, right? Yeah. Well, guess what? People want Resident Evil Outbreak. Yeah. So why don't you remake that fucking game? Since it's literally based online, co-op, through Resident Evil Outbreak uh, locations, why don't you make a game, a service format for that? Yeah. It'd be pretty fucking successful, I would think. Yeah. People want dinosaurs. They want Dino Crisis. Mm-hmm. So why don't you just make a goddamn Dino Crisis? Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're just not what they used to be. No. They're just not what they used not to be. Not at all. Uh, we got a little bit of a showing of Ghostwire Tokyo. Not sure how I feel about this game. Doesn't seem like something that's really for me. Very weird, supernatural type action. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm picturing it. Yeah, they uh, showcase this uh, Final Fantasy Origin, Strangers of Paradise, uh, 
like we said earlier, there is a demo out for PS4 and PS5 if you want to check it out. Gundam Evolution, there was a, a game that's coming out later this year. It's a 6v6 game. Looks like it's going to be like some kind of free-to-play game, but I'm yeah. not quite sure. Uh, I think the biggest thing for me, personally, was Ninja Turtles The Calabunga Collection coming out this year. And it's got basically a bunch of the older arcade Ninja Turtle games, including Turtles in Time and some of the Brawlers. Mm -hmm. The NES games, I think, were in there. And I think the Manhattan Project or whatever it was is also in there. Yeah. Um, So I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, And then they showcase uh, Returnal Ascension, which was, or which is an extension to the uh, Returnal game. And that's going to be a campaign co-op with new survival mode. And it's a free update for anyone who has the game that comes out on March 22nd. Yeah. There was a couple other things, but nothing that really drew our attention. Yeah. Seems fairly, mostly underwhelming to me. Yeah. Very underwhelming. I think to a lot of people. But you know, it wasn't underwhelming to me. Uh... A little while back, I guess last week or so, they had mm-hmm. a special state of play for Hogwarts Legacy, which is interesting because it's not a PlayStation exclusive game. So that was kind of yeah. Fun they to had me. this dedicated it's like twenty event minutes or so. for Hogwarts Legacy, and yeah. I'm wondering if it's just like their way of trying to give the mindset of it being an exclusive without it actually being an exclusive, mm-hmm. because you see all of the coverage mm-hmm. via. PlayStation centric, right, right. Marketing. And have people thinking about it as a PlayStation game, even if exactly. it's not. Um, so yeah, it is re- releasing holiday of this year on PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox One X, Series X, and S, and PC. And it's also coming to Switch. Yeah, I was gonna say, don't forget the Switch. Sorry, I had to take a breath. The powerhouse of all these the consoles. Powerhouse. <laughs> I had to take a breath because that was a lot of letters in one sentence. Um, but we're not sure as far as like quality goes if there's gonna be a, if they're gonna do like the cloud version or if it's gonna be downscaled or whatever. Well, that remains to be seen. Um, so, I would have to assume it'd be cloud because this game looks gorgeous. Yeah, it looks really. So my question would be: Is was The Witcher Three cloud based or was that downscaled? No. So Witcher Three because that looks was still pretty, downgraded. Okay, it still looked um, pretty badass I think on the Doom Switch. Doom Eternal was also downgraded. Okay. Resident Evil, I think, was one of the games that did Cloud. What's that other game we played? The Control. Oh, yeah. That was also a cloud-based That makes sense. Okay. Uh, game. Okay. On Switch. Oh, God. I would shit my pants playing on the Switch. Are you kidding? That's That seems like it'd be really hard. I don't know why. Well, it's going to be on the TV, too. I know. I'm just thinking about like trying to play it on a screen. Like I almost rage quit so many times playing on a regular screen. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. Um, I digress. But uh, so I'll give you a little overview of what they told us during the state of play. Um, Howard's legacy takes place in the late 1800s. Basically, it seems like they're gonna just try to avoid crossover with any existing properties, such as like Fantastic Beasts or whatever. You know. When does that take place? Um, it's in the 1900s, 20s, oh, okay. 20s, so 30s or so. This is all prequel stuff to Fantastic Beasts and beyond then yeah i feel like just based on remembering what they were wearing it was like 30s oh, yeah, or 40s cause they were like in the 1930s weren't they yeah in the first movie yeah i think so based on the outfits. all of my knowledge is based <laughs> off the movies i have yeah. no clue about the books. i'm so. basing it off the books or the the movies as well because i'm picturing what they're wearing <laughs> so i think it was 20s 30s 40s ish okay 
Um, uh, so the general story is that the there's kind of like the goblins are starting a rebellion and there's some kind of dark magic which is corrupting witches, wizards, and beasts who will obviously be your enemies throughout the game. So it's corrupted okay. in- individuals who may not otherwise be your enemies, but they're corrupted. So I'm sure there's a deeper story than that, but just the basics. Um, a, you get to create your own character and you get sorted into a house. So I'm pretty excited you get to create your character. I was really worried because mm-hmm. I didn't... Yeah, I just I thought that was like an essential component of like a true Harry Potter game. The the whole house um, thing sorting is that that's the part that kind of had my interest. Not because I really care, but <laughs> just like how are they going to do it? Because like, there's yeah. so many options they could do. They could yeah. be it's random. It could be they could really have you do the actual quizzing that you do. Mm-hmm. There's like a website, right? You go yeah, and answer yeah. questions to get your official. Yeah, I, I'm really hoping that it's like they sort you. Yeah, and then maybe if you like later or New Game Plus or something, you can manually choose a different one if you want to. Mm-hmm. Because I have a feeling it should affect your gameplay. I mean, I would think it would. Yeah. Um. So I hope they actually sort you because I don't want it to be some stupid thing like, "What's your favorite color?" And it's based on that. It's just, I'm yeah. going to be mad if that's what it is. But like the whole idea of it is like you don't get to choose your house, right? It's yeah. like it's just what you, it's what your personality or whatever yeah, yeah. your characteristics make you, right? Yeah, exactly. So by that, like it would be kind of cool if you didn't have a say in what you were. Right. I know it would upset people, but like, well, but I want to be this. Yeah. You know. Oh, you mean you wanted to choose randomly so that you have zero say? Not so much randomly, but well, I guess it would have to be random, right? Because you couldn't really... Well, that's why I think doing a quiz would be cool. Well, yeah, but I guess if you had a quiz too, if you don't get what you want, then you're just going to restart and do it until you get what you want, right? That's true. <laughs> I would do that. <laughs> but if they word the questions in such a vague way that you don't know what the answer is supposed to be to get what yeah. you want, then... And besides, if you're trying to change it to get what you want, then in a way, you're just a Slytherin. You're just right? a Slytherin, exactly. <laughs> I hope they do that so that yeah. if you try to retake the quiz, they're like, okay, you're a Slytherin. Yeah. <laughs> Permanently a Slytherin. You unlock yeah. a uh, achievement or trophy. Yeah. <laughs> Slytherin. Born born Slytherin. Um, yeah. Slytherin my DM. <laughs> so I was pretty excited to see that portion. Um, and so this part didn't excite you, but I'm still interested to see how it goes. You have to attend classes as a student, which is like... Yeah, but, I was like, that's but, a selling point. But to be clear, the classes are like charms, defense against the, defense against the dark arts, herbology, and potions. So they're like actual Harry Potter universe things. But like, how in depth is that all going to be? Is it going to be like you're actually doing like assignments and like I don't think there's going to be missions and stuff in the classroom, or is it going to be more like? That's the upgrade so, of your skills, and then you go out and do your. That's kind of what I think is going to happen. Like basically, going to class is like little tutorials. That's my theory about what's going to happen. To, it's teaching to, you how to okay. use this charm. That or, would make more sense. Or how to make this potion that you will need for a later thing, so that you then know how to do it and how to use these. Like defense against the dark arts, you would learn how to do combat spells mm-hmm. potentially. Yeah. Um. So that's my theory. Um, hopefully it's nothing more than that because if it's anything more hardcore, it's going to get really monotonous. I Are we going to see, I guess specifically switch, but maybe even possibly with PlayStation, mm-hmm. uh, motion control moving yeah. around to, to do the spell thingies. I was wondering that too. I think it'd be really cool with PlayStation if they do VR. 
I mean, given Sony, they'll probably try to pay to get something separate like yeah. that. Yeah. They've done it with other games. Yeah. So because then you they, could really they'd be smart if they did, I guess, because then they could have a VR Harry Potter game. That, exactly. Especially with the next VR coming out in the next, I don't know, however many years. Exactly. But yeah, I was thinking about that. If PlayStation's going to have something special with the touchpad or like tilt control related to your mm-hmm. your controlling the game that Xbox doesn't have. We'll have to see how that goes. They didn't point anything out like that during mm-hmm. the state of play. And I kind of think they might have if there was because they would want you to it know something they're something working special. on. But they don't know if it's for sure going to yeah, work out. That's yet. true. Um, so outside of attending class, there's an exploration where you wander around and then you like solve various puzzles and like solve mysteries and shit and you fly on a broom. I guess it looks like you maybe can play Quidditch, but you could definitely fly on your broom to get Mm -hmm. around faster. You can go to Hogsmeade and like buy shit at stores and like do whatever. So it seems like there's a pretty, it seems fairly open world, um, I will have. There, it remains to be seen whether it's really I mean, guided or not. But I don't remember who the who the developer is. But this is a WB game. Port okay, key. look what the Batman games have done with their open world. Look at mm-hmm. what Shadow of War, Shadow of Mordor, what those games have done. Like they're not small scale games. Yeah, their open worlds are huge. Yeah. Now the question is going to be: Avalanche is the actual physical world going to be large? For an open world setup, or is it going to be more of a you use magic to go into other realms type thing? I don't know. Yeah. So there's a you brought up the developer, and I did want to kind of mention that I was reading about it, and it's Avalanche Software, not Avalanche Games, mm-hmm. and so they're kind of not experienced with something that's this big of a project. So people are concerned with how that's going to go. Um. But I mean, I'm ex- based on what I saw, I'm interested. It, it feels it, like they're going. It looks gorgeous. Yeah. Of course, they're running the PS5 version from right. what we were seeing. But... Yeah. Okay. So while you're exploring, there's you have to use spells and combat and basically battle random enemies that are in mm-hmm. your path. Um, it says that the players do have access to the forbidden uh, Avada Kedavra curse, but it remains to be seen. I don't know what that is. The, de- the killing curse. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Excuse me. I knew that you would be a Slytherin if you tried to change your house. So that's alone is kind um, of impressive for me. Yeah. So it says that they have access to the curse, but it doesn't. We don't know for sure if it's like you're gonna just be able to do it all willy nilly, or if it's like during certain missions or whatever. So does that imply that we could possibly see like you get to choose your side of dark versus you know light? Good question. I would in, like to, in, that's in the a, wizarding world. That's a really good question. I would love to a, see that. If it doesn't force you into the light, that would be really interesting. I would still be a square and be in the light, but yeah. I'd still like to see that. It'd be cool if there was an option. I'd probably play it again to like see if you could do that. Um, and then they have like this typical skill trees, like most games like this have. They're calling them talents and abilities, and you can cater them to your play style. Which implies that there's more than one play style, so that kind of leads to your question, potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, although, at minimum, it's talking about like basically being better at p- casting spells versus mixing potions or whatever. So, yeah. we'll see. Um, and then you can, I'm this is my, one of my favorite things, you're going to love me for that. Um, you can craft, loot, or earn different magical gear to boost your stats and in the different talents or abilities. So... Well, thank God it's a single player and I don't have to play with you then. Yeah. 
uh, going back to the whole like killing spell thing. Yeah. Um, was it in the demo he like the the character you were playing as in the demo was uh-huh. like just killing everybody. He was just like annihilating everyone. So the, well, the only thing is, is that not considered killing them? What he was doing? He might have been. Like, he might have been using stupefy. It just seems like they're all dying. Well, <laughs> that not all of them were dying. I feel like some of them it looked like they were, so it's hard to say. I don't really know because he could have been using stupefy. Okay. Which is just like knock you out, basically. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was already thinking that kind of yeah. stuff. Um, okay. So overall, I'm pretty fucking excited. Um, I haven't decided which console I want us to get it on, but we'll have to see what other information is released later down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's got a whole character customization. Yes. So it'll be interesting to see how uh, in-depth that is, I guess. Yeah. It seemed like there was a lot going on for one game. So I'm very curious to see how big the game actually is. Do you think not having anything that's going to tie to Harry Potter specifically is going to like make this underwhelming? No. Like, you know, like if there's a file that you can go read in a room, like is it, you know, there's never going to be anything that's tied to characters that we specifically know from those stories. The only way we would get that is if it's like a professor that we've, you know, like one of the right the picture frame professors or something. I don't know. Like, well, you've got all the like the ghosts in the palette or in the in the school. You've got nearly headless Nick. He's already going around as a ghost. And, nearly headless, huh? Yeah, that's his name. <laughs> so is that just kind of hanging off? Yeah, he can pull it off. He's like, got like to a the skin. side, but it's like attached on one side. It's just like he's got skin holding it on. Yeah, pretty oh, much. Nice. Yeah. It's like a human Pez dispenser. Yes. Um. So. I think that it's going to be enough for me to see all the different locations and just be able to experience the the areas, the locations and the environment of Harry Potter without there needing to be other Harry Potter, like, adjacent uh, is, characters. Is seeing them, like, map out everything, could that ruin it for you in your imagination of how you've, like, imagined places being and, like, no. locations? and No, because... Like, I started with the books, and so, to me, it was always really hard to picture the layout of the school and, like, where things were. And so, there's little sections that you put together in your head, but you, I've never put together an entire huge thing in my head. Mm-hmm. So, I don't think it's going to be an issue for me. You know what would be really cool is if they did something where, like, something you do in this game mm-hmm. will be something that affects something that happens in the Harry Potter story. That would be cool. Like, as simple as, like, some item he finds is was yeah. put there by this character. Yeah, that would be cool. Just an idea. Yeah. They'll probably not do that because they're cowards. They yeah. don't want to... <laughs> the cowards. They don't want to uh, affect the, the stories of what they already have or whatever. Yeah, well, I'm excited for the game, so... And to see what else is coming. Yeah, so hopefully this comes out on time. Yes. Holiday season, huh? They're trying to get all that holiday money. Yep. <laughs> all right, well, that's it, I think, for our episode. No reviews this week. Yes. Uh, we are just glad to be back. Mm-hmm. It's been a long episode. Yeah, quite. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, thanks for waiting and being here to listen when we came back. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook, Dissecting This Fiction Podcast. Um, and follow us on Twitter at DTFPod for regular updates. And please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe and share this with your friends. 
um, give us some exposure to all the people. And uh, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. That's it for episode 115 of Dissecting This Fiction. Abracadabra, Mom's Spaghetti. Ha <laughs> ha